This is Corn Stars, part of the Herpetoculture Network, with your hosts Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics and Chris Painshap of Badlands Herpetoculture. Enjoy! Lawn. Let's go, baby. Oh, you did. I posted on the uh, Facebook forums that we were going live, uh, and it was an admin approved it, so people will be able to see that we. They were probably like, "Oh, it's they're like these guys again." (laughs) I got to turn the volume down. Ah, JT is here for moral support. He is here for moral support. Oh. Here we are, episode 18 of Corn Stars, part of the Herpeticulture Network. It was brought to you by blackboxcages.com, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, word on the street is they have a new rack size dropping here soon. I won't re- reveal anything other than that. And then if you end up going bad and stuff apart, you end up wanting to buy... You just add in the code THN and save yourself a little bit of money. Um, why not? Cages and shipping are expensive. Doesn't matter where you go. Just take a little bit take a little bit off. There you go. Like save yourself some. Uh, and then the awesome folks that are also in the chat, which is JT Um they're going to have some pretty awesome stuff up for sale soon because they had a hell of a season. Yeah. Mother of God. Yeah, he's posted some. We've, we've seen some behind-the-scenes hatchlings, and they are badass. He's got a, got a lot yeah. of great things going on. JT knocks it out of the park every year anyways. Uh, but for taking a year off and doing this well, uh, it not only excites me for what he's going to continue to hatch this season, but what he's got hatching in the next uh, coming season. This is all great stuff. That's right. Yeah. Uh, go to their website, Silent Um I believe that's the only for sale. I don't think JT does a whole lot with, with Morph Market and Fauna and stuff like that. You know, good on him. I kind of like having the centralized, like knowing that there's one, if I want to find what someone has, um, you know, just a singular, singular area is nice. So, that and then shameless plug to full uh fully find me on facebook and instagram shirt got some uh, justin i think you're gonna have to swap stuff, that so. uh swap that internet over to the other way because you are uh <clears throat> you are cutting out bad but i will follow what justin yeah you're breaking saying. up a lot uh, Justin was talking about Fulvis Apparel. I'm wearing a hat right now. He's got a website live where he's showing available items. Uh, he's got a lot of great designs. Uh, we've seen a lot of the behind the scenes on what he's working on. Everything's coming out great. The shirts are of great quality. Uh, I'd be wearing one of mine right now, but they're all dirty because I'm a, I'm a disgusting, sweaty human, and I go through shirts like crazy. Uh, but, yeah, everybody give it a uh, check it out. Also follow him up on uh, Instagram. Uh, he's going to be posting lots of lots of great designs. Like I said, we've all got to see some of the behind the scenes of what's coming. It's only good stuff. But uh, tonight we've got a couple of guests. We got a couple other people that might be joining us. We have Alex with Keystone Corns and Holly with Canterbury Corns tonight. Hi, Hi everybody. 
Mm. How is everybody's beautiful pre-July 4th Sunday? It's going good. It's going good. Glad to be here. Woke up with horrible Marco. allergies. Ooh, girl, I feel mm. you. Them summer allergies are wild right now. Yeah. It's pretty bad. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty warm. I think my garage decision today was terrible. Like I said, uh, I was telling everybody earlier, it's 106 degrees in my garage right now. Uh, but, you know, decisions were made and this cigar got lit. Uh, but, yeah, tonight we wanted to, you know, to see if anybody wanted to ask any questions live. We haven't done a live show in quite a while. Uh, and just have some, some fun conversations kind of generated. Uh, Alex, why don't we start with you? How's uh, I mean, how, how's the corn snake world going? How's the collection going? It's going good. I got a girl laying right now. Um, she's the first corn that I ever got. So she was a little slow. She laid uh, an egg earlier in the week and then stopped. And then I kind of gave her some time, gave her a pretty big meal on Friday, Friday evening, and now she's passing all the other eggs. Awesome. So going pretty good. Yeah, um, some, I got, sometimes that happens. The, the big meal works, uh, yeah. you know couple bricks in the enclosure sometimes works help them push through uh people get real worried uh you know that first day comes out you don't see anything within that first 24 hour window it, it's real scary especially when it's yep. a special animal like that but if you did the right thing it sounds like it worked out yep and then um other than that i got some new acquisitions this year i got some of that stuff that jt produced out <laughs> <laughs> so i'm having fun with them awesome holly what about you how are you doing today Doing all right. Doing all right. Um, snakes are doing good. A few eggs in the incubator. Yeah, we haven't we haven't had you on as a guest on the show yet. But what? Uh, mm -hmm. How many pairs did you have go this year? Just two. Just two. Uh, a lot of my snakes are still on the younger side. So. Yeah. Um, I had uh, my Red Factor Snow Girl. I wasn't even gonna breed her, but man, she had massive egg follicles, and mm -hmm. I was like, girl. I was terrified of her just like slugging out. So threw in uh, my buff boy, who I'm pretty sure is het for AML. So we'll see what happens with that. Pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a great pairing, especially get some. Uh, do you know the on the buff? Do you know the? Uh, is he visual for anything else? Not that I'm aware of. Um, just buff. I'm pretty sure he is het for AML, but it would be nice if he was het for Annery as well. Yeah, that would be really cool. Get some buff snows. Uh, mm -hmm. Buff AMLs also are really great. Uh, little, like I said, red, you know, mm -hmm, little red yeah. factor in there. Yeah. Yeah, that will be good. a good pair. Um, my wife is leaving the garage right now to go get sushi, which sounds delightful. Um, so, yeah, Justin, are you back with us? I think he's, he's muted. There are so many Justins now. I'm so excited about this. Welcome to Just Inception. Oh no. Hello? What's oh. up, Justin? I can hear myself. Oh, my, okay, yeah, we need to get like that, that immediately. That is not working. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, well, a little update on me. I've got a, a few cutches uh, hatching. I got a, some really neat Motley stuff uh, Ultramel Motley, some Tessera Motley. Uh, and it kind of hit the look I was looking for out of the park. I wanted I wanted this really neat, uh, very uh, busy kind of bullet hole pattern going. 
and I, and I hatched a few snakes that had exactly that. Uh, it looks like I got one male ultra male that is perfect, which will go back to the mom. Uh, so I can kind of delete the tester out of the equation. Uh, and also I hatched this really weird stripe, which we all know that stripe is uh, involved in, in Motley, but it's yeah. like, it, it's like a, it's really neat because it's a, uh, like a cube stripe, but it also has a stripe down its back. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's really nice looking. I, mm-hmm. I'm. Are you you're holding that one back, right? Uh, it it it's female. Um, so I don't think I'm gonna keep it. I might send it to one of y'all if somebody wants it. Uh, okay. I, if if nobody wants it, I'll, I'll hold on to it for a while. I don't know what it's gonna do. Um, something tells me looking at it, it's gonna wash out and it's gonna end up being like a vanishing pattern. Uh, okay. Sometimes when you kind of see that like really just non-defined border as a baby. It looks amazing, but there's nothing in the parents that tells me that base color is going to lighten up. Um, I think it's going to it's going to saturate into a very very orange and, and with some neat red highlight snake. But I, it's one of those ones I don't know. <laughs> is that from your weird yellow yellow guy like that lineage? Uh, it, it all goes back to the same dad. Uh, okay, so there could be whatever that sort of like yellow jacket mm-hmm. sort of had caramel thing is floating. Yeah. And so uh, the two yellow snakes, the kind of yellow neck snakes, kind of have that head caramel thing going on. I've got those hatching now, uh, and I've got two ultramel anteries that have one's completely come out and one just pipped its head. They're like the slowest pipping snakes I've ever had. I had one pip and come all the way out, and then I had another one pip and come all the way out, but I've got like 10 more eggs or something. One by one. They're coming one by one. And I'm not, uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, I'm not really one to cut corn snake eggs. Uh I may tomorrow night, if not everybody's pipped, cut them all, just give them a little slit. Uh, but if, if they're not really destined for this world, you know, we'll try the pairing again and and go. Corn snakes are such aggressive hatchers, right? Like they just come right. flying out. Uh, if I if I'm if I'm breeding something that's deleterious to the lineage, maybe it's a lesson learned kind of thing. Uh, you know, just to some extent, we've got to do some line breeding and we've got to pair back. But uh, if if there's you know, I hope they can hatch. But if there'd be a bunch of stuff that's not going to hatch. Uh, we'll just have to kind of find out. Um, and that, yeah, I've had my Jan and I have hatched. They've all shed. They're all getting fed tonight. I got uh, Chinese beauties already shed, fed, and got shipped out. They're not even home anymore. Uh, way too many clutches. I think I've got a, a, a clutch every couple of days just should be hatching for the next, like, two months. Uh, so so there, that'll some be fun. Those, I, some of those Leonis. Uh, the one good clutch of Leonis I got, I got, I got seven, seven or eight. Um, they're, they're like a month and a half out still. They're, 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 they're pretty new. Um, but that's that, those milk snake phase, uh, vivid times Highland line. And they're just gorgeous. They're beautiful. Uh, yes. I need, I, I, I need a pair of those if possible. Yeah. I got you. What's really cool about that lineage is, uh, out of the seven I hatched last year, I only had one that was a non-feeder. Everything else ate right off the rip. Uh, so if they, if they do that again, the vivid line stuff, uh, with Leona's uh, lineage is fairly uh, indicative to whether they're going to eat or not. And uh, those, uh, the vivid line stuff is kind of well known for being just great feeders frozen thawed off the rip. So hopefully that's the case. Also, I got my Climacophora uh, from uh, JT many, you know, a few years ago, I sent him a female. Uh, he had a male, he had a successful pairing, two eggs made it. And uh, <laughs> it just happened to be 1.1. Uh, so I've got a, I've got a pair of Japanese rats back in the house. So that's exciting. Uh, they're, they're a treat to work with. At the time I sent him my female, I couldn't find a male. He had a male, so uh, I'm glad that he's been taking real good care of her and she's doing the thing. 
That's a species that I've never heard anybody that's kept them say they didn't enjoy them. Yeah, they're great. Like everyone I know that is that has had those, like it's it's a top top of the list, like all time favorite for a lot of people. You know, that's never they're heard very, a bad thing about them. Yeah, they're very calm. They're really good feeders. Uh, they 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 kind of don't have any negative aspects other than they're they're not maybe the most beautiful snake, right? If you, if you start looking at these small three foot, uh, really cool semi-arboreal green snakes, like rhino rats exist, right? Like the, the, the small, uh, bush oh, yeah, rats they do. Exist. you know, there, there's a lot of things in that kind of realm that are a little bit more whimsical, I guess. So I, I think the Japanese rats miss that kind of, I, I don't know the right way to put it. But, but they don't have that. Like, I know what every, you mean. Yeah. Yeah. They just barely miss the check all the boxes. If that in that kind of in like that Dion's. regard. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like Dion's. Yeah. Right? Very like, much. Amazing species. Kind of everything about them is great. Uh, you know, I had my pair. I, I sent, uh, sent them to, to Billy because uh, I just kind of decided I wasn't going to really work with any of the European or, or uh, mid mid European stuff, Eurasian stuff. And, and I kind of immediately missed them because I was like, man, those guys have a cool attitude. They're great feeders. They're kind of like these cute little chubby snakes. And, and then, you know, you kind of stop and go in the, in the realm of things. Why don't people, you know, uh, gravitate towards these animals uh, a little bit more? And, and, and I, the Japanese rats kind of check that exact same box. Like we know quite a few people that just like have stuff, right? Like uh, Billy's got them and uh, JT's got them. Dr. Lofman has them. I think Dr. Lofman has like an actual army of yeah. them. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of funny. Not many people really spend a bunch of time spotlighting them, and they're they're great animals. They're uh, uh, something a little bit off the beaten path, and, and make great pets. I kind of regret not pairing the Dion's this year. I don't know if I had more in terms of like stuff outside of just the the adult pair that I have currently, I probably would have. But yeah, I don't know. I definitely I don't. I don't want to not breed them again, you know, and I may probably go again next year with them, yeah. but they are, it is a very cool species and I would like to see it sort of gain more traction just because they check a lot of those boxes. Uh, you know, like you were saying, they're, it's a great species that a lot of people are, are completely unfamiliar with. So, yeah, it, it's, and, and, it, and it, it's also okay in a collection, you know, you, you have quite a few animals and you've got quite a few pairing possibilities. It's okay to say no to a few pairings. I, I kind of look at re retrospectively my breeding this year and I'm like, all right, probably shouldn't have bred, <laughs> bred all of these things. I know I did, there were pairings I specifically didn't do this year because I wanted to give females years off and they mm -hmm. still laid. Uh, look at JT, took, took a year off and produced more, is going to produce more eggs than anybody. Uh, but no, man, I, I think, yeah, I say next year, go for the Dion's again. Uh, you know, I don't know. They don't really need to cool, right? Uh, yes and no. I've I've seen people not cool them and get eggs. I've seen people cool them and get eggs. Uh, they don't seem to be nearly as particular about that as the Bimaculata are, which is really interesting because they're so closely related. Yeah. Um, Bimax, you have to, they have to get into like the 50s consistently for a period like the the um dion's it doesn't seem to be the case necessarily i think a, a decent cool down you know nothing super drastic i cool mine down with everything else anyways just because i take the you know that that opportunity of the winter months to to stash some food away and stuff for the year but um yeah i don't i, I they strike me as a species where if the male got cooled enough 
you know, I think they're going to try it regardless. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, that, uh, the ghost test for a female that you sent me just mm -hmm. had her second prelay shed. She is, she double clutched. Nice. I don't know if she ever did that for you. Nope. Nope. Never got a double um, clutch out of her. Who was it? We did an episode. We did an episode or someone was on an episode. I think it was the hood episode of, of Colubrid and Colubroid. Uh, where they had talked about double How clutching, double clutch, yeah, being double clutching being direct, like possibly being directly related to feeding large meals, yep, um, like directly after they've laid a clutch, and that's what I kind of did this year with some with that corn in particular and some of the other ones. Um, you know, the first meal I gave them something small, and then I I ramped it up to you know a regular like adult mouse or something, and she's double clutched. Um, so I'm curious to, to pursue that more probably next year and see if there is actually something to that because it does it does kind of make sense if there you know if there's still a bounty as far as food goes and there's a lot going on Biology's bio to biologically do it, yeah. they're saying hey here's here's another window let's take it and it's going to happen whether this next clutch is going to be good or not I don't know um, hmm. but she's definitely grab it again and she just had a prelay so yeah I, I feed super light after everything because I don't want to deal with double clutches like at all. Yeah. Like once yeah. I, I have my rhythm and, and my little engineering brain works in a certain way with each animal and each day. And if I have to start worrying about another set of eggs, do my stress, my anxiety just goes batshit. And you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's just not something I can do. I did. I did have a thing. Uh, me and Lofman have been talking. I may actually be up for a, a Nobel prize. It's kind of interesting, and I know that I'm trying to be humble about it uh, because I, I am I am the, the most humble person here uh, easily. And and so, you know, three years of breeding Jani, and I got one female per clutch, uh, two females one year. Uh, so we're talking 6.1, 7.1, 7.2. The ratios have been really jacked up. Never brumated them, right? Never did any type of brumation. I paired them in, in December uh, like some of the old heads did and said that they would breed it, and it worked every time. So this year I said, I'm going to brewmate them. I'm going to pair them like everything else. I did. I had one good, glorious lock for a long time with them. And uh, I got five males and five females this year, and all the eggs were perfect. I had no slugs, and they were some of the shittiest-looking eggs I've ever seen. And every single one of them hatched out perfect. So nice. super exciting. I don't know if there's anything to it. Like I said, I've submitted mm -hmm. it to the council, right? You know, uh, we we'll see. You know, I'm I'm not pushing for it, but we might get it. You know, we might get it. we might bring it out. We might get the W. Uh, Tyson asked if we're saving corn sheds uh, for rare genetics. Uh, the morph test for corns would be great. I actually did talk to Ben because uh, we've had Ben on the other podcasts uh, a couple times now, um, and I've I've asked him about chondro sheds and sort of that whole thing because they finally sort of figured that out after a couple years. Uh, and I asked him if he had any interest in like the locality stuff that I was like verifiable, wild caught, like know exactly where it came from. You know, I, I basically messaged him when he announced that he was doing that and was like, "Is this of any use to you?" And he said, uh, "You know, absolutely." So at some point when I get some, some sheds from my, my, um, which actually I have, I have some, I got to get those sent to them. So basically I was like, I don't know if this helps provide like a baseline 
for the tests and stuff for like what if it is if it's of any help or interest like i'll send them to you and he said absolutely so that's pretty cool pile of sheds i've been saving mm -hmm. you, you know I, I haven't followed uh much of the information on that and I, and I need to kind of go back and listen to some of those podcasts and find out what they're doing with those sheds that's kind of exciting uh Creative Core Locus asked a great question. Said if a guy's uh, looking to. Creative Core Locus asked a great question. Said if a guy's looking to. Oh. oh, God. Uh, if a guy's looking to. Megatron is here. Creative Core Locus asked a great question. He said if looking to diversify and get into corn snakes, is there a particular set of genes that you would choose to work with that produce snakes to appeal to the pet market? Uh, I would say that if that is your goal, uh, there's a few morphs that kind of sell really well. Uh, we've talked about it in the past. Anything snow is going to do great. Uh, right now, uh, it kind of seems like anything sunkiss uh, sun ghosts, uh, sunkiss motleys, uh, sunkiss hypos are really hot right now. Uh, shatters are really hot right now. Shatters are. Do you get a pair of shatters? You're going you're to pay a pretty penny for the pair, but you're going you're gonna to sell out every time you produce them. Mm -hmm. The other thing is with corn snakes, uh, also get what you think is really cool because Agreed. what you love, you're going to spend a lot more time promoting. Uh, Justin talks about Castagna like it's a, like it's a sore on his ass. Uh, and, and, and now everybody loves Castagna. We all talk about it. And, you know, huh. We have a little, little group chat and we talk about Castagna. Eric down, down there is producing all the cool ones. Got a million <laughs> yeah. hits too. It's producing 30 million castagna. Um, so, so yeah, what I, what I would do, if I was going to start a corn snake project, I was going to try to appeal to the masses uh, and, and also kind of uh, scratch my itches. Um, I, I would say, and I think JT just knocked out of the park with what he said, anything under $150 is perfect for the pet market. So I, I, would, look, I would look for some snow stuff, some Ultramel snow stuff, uh, something like an Ultramel. I mean, I'm, I'm producing these this year, so it's kind of funny, but uh, like an Ultramel Motley snow uh, and then pair it to a female snow tessera het motley, and you are going to have a clutch that's going to have uh, six to eight different six different phenotypes in it, and they're all going to be in that kind of seven, uh, maybe eighty, ninety to uh, to one hundred and fifty dollar range, and they're going to sell like hotcakes. Uh, when I take snows to shows and I put a hundred bucks on a regular snow, uh, it's not going to last very long. Um, but they're also beautiful animals, right? So you're you're, you're not sitting there looking at something that's kind of dinky and, and maybe not that. Uh, not that attractive, um, and then at Motley's, the same time, yeah, dude, get a, get a pair of things pattern that you wise. Love. Motley's are popular, <clears throat> dude. Motley's are great. That you know, and 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 I got real excited when I started hatching out Motley's that looked like the Motley's that I like. Uh, so so I'm gonna have like a little sub project within my projects. Well, uh, what Motley's to, are those? Those those kind of real uh, super busy pattern kind of bullet hole Motley's. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hurricane. I think sometimes they call them hurricane models. Hurricanes. Yeah, I like uh, that a lot. That just super concentrated, very pronounced. You know, dotage. It's really cool. Um, I love it. And, and, and I think so I like, also like. I mostly like sort of the the radiation of color, like a of, of a lighter color around that too. Like this yeah. almost sort of like starburst kind of effect. Yeah, I notice in a lot of them, it's not like a super clean and hard line around around the, the motley pattern. It's just like a diffusion almost. Yeah, I just I don't know. I love the look of that. It's almost it's, looks like it's, a like a solar eclipse kind of thing. It's kind of cool. and there's so much variance in mot in motley and the things you can do with motley that it's it's just really neat. Uh, you know, JT talking about ghosts, Okatees, Amels, Okatees, 
get some extreme Okatees, you're going to have beautiful damn animals. Uh, and, and you're going to look at them and you're going to say, gosh, these are amazing. And you're going to post them all for sale for 75 to 100 bucks and they're all going to sell. Uh, you can't beat an Okatee or an extreme Okatee. Uh, just damn good animals. Uh, hey, Joe's with us. This is, this is this is monumental. Full house. The round table. Who's going to be Uncle Jesse? <laughs> no, I want to be the other one. Joe, how are we doing today? Joe, how are we doing today? Get on. Oh, shit. I'm not going. Hang on. Oh, God. Hey, can you guys hear me? Oh, God. Eric, we can, but it's uh, a lot of reverberation. Yeah, that's what I'm getting from you guys, too. And Justin went dark. This is a uh, oh, good. This is a success in every way. I think we're killing the game. Honestly, this is this is podcast. This is podcasting. Now this is podcasting. Yeah. Why was it so hard for you guys to get started today? Come on. Uh, barbecue and fit just asked a question. He said, "Why do you guys? Uh, why are lavenders? Why do you guys mind explaining why lavenders are are not so popular?" I believe hearing a genetic side effect that morph. Thanks. Uh, I would say that lavenders are one of the most popular morphs. Um, they do have some breeding issues, so it's a little bit more difficult to bring them to market. Uh, it is a chance to get kinks out of certain lines, uh, certain lineages. Um, I know a lot of people, Eric's one of them, that produce a lot of lavenders. I bet they're some of the first things he sells when he posts them up. Uh, posts them up. Uh, lavenders are gorgeous. Uh, and, and it's more of a lineage thing uh, with the kinking than it is necessarily all of them have kinking issues. Uh, I, th I think with lavenders, one thing we've kind of learned from what I've heard is low and slow is good for the incubation. Uh, get yep. them a little bit more time in there. Uh, don't rush them out. Get them down to that 78 to 80 range instead of 81, 82 like some of us do or 84 like some do. Um, and take your time with them. Uh, but they are gorgeous animals. Lavender is one of the kind of quintessential hypotypes that stands on its own uh I, I think it's great alex you have you have some good lavender stuff right i have some nice lavender stuff i have um a peach hypoplasma and i have this beautiful opal blood red motley i got from adrian's captive creations that's just it's patternless it's just a pure pink snake that's patternless so i'm excited to see what i can produce out Eric's producing a whole lot of lavender stuff this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think Eric's producing a lot of everything this year, and it's going to be exciting to watch it all. Uh, I Oh, that's another thing. I got a pair uh, I got a pair of snakes from Eric recently. I got a uh, hypo sunkist and a uh, ghost sunkist, and oh, my God, are they gorgeous. They are the absolute most demonic snakes I've ever owned, uh, but they are beautiful. My daughter saw them and just immediately fell in love. Uh, they're, they're, there's something else. Uh, Joe, I think, I think you had a couple pairs. Were they laying or were they hatching last time we talked? Dude, I, so I think one of them had laid and the other one, I was just praying that it would hurry the hell up. <laughs> so right now I've got two clutches that are a month apart. Nice. I've got the first one is, I think we're just coming up on 51 days right now. I'm hoping for birthday hatching. Nice. But only one because then I only have to keep that one. Because <laughs> if the whole clutch hatches, then I'm obligated to keep all of them. I have to be yeah. Um And then the next one is, you know, another 30 days or so after that. 
if I'm lucky this year, because last year I think I went 78 days waiting for hatching. And I don't want to do that this time. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean, what temperature was that at? Yeah. Oh, okay. So last year was the year Did that you have I in the fridge? Re- no, I set them really low because we were going to be out of town <laughs> and mom was watching all the animals and uh, she didn't want to have to deal with hatchlings. Yeah. And so I think I had them probably around 78, 79. Mm-hmm. And they took a while. This time, I've got them at 81 this time. Yeah. 81 so should be go that up and down. 62 yeah, I, to 64 days kind of thing. Yeah. That's the, oh, that's such a, I want to, I've been, I need to hunt down and spend more time because I flipped through some books, you know, recently when we were sort of talking about incubation times and, and temperature and how those things affect one another. And cause I, you know, everyone seems to do it at least slightly different. You know, I, right now I have everything in my incubators at 78. That's for the rhino eggs and the, uh, the Jansen eye egg. Mm-hmm. So the, the bears and corns are kind of along for the ride. Yeah. The bears and corns are kind of along for the ride. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll be fine. So I'm gonna curious to see that first clutch. Which is curious to see that first clutch. I think we've got some. Uh, I think we've got some. Uh, got some uh, there we go. Hey, it's Eric. Do it, Eric. I think your uh, your your setup for some reason is not fucked. Working. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm probably gonna check. I got. I don't know what I'm doing here. Someone go to Eric's house. Somebody hit pause or mute. All right, all right. Creative Core Locus asked another question. He said Dr. Lofton is doing an incubation temp study right now. Uh, yes, one of his graduate students is uh, is currently doing an incubation study. I think they've actually wrapped it up and are working on their uh, the actual findings from that. Uh, they incubated a certain amount of animals at a higher temperature and at a certain amount at a lower temperature to see what the actual weights were when they came out. Also, how they uh, metastasized, I believe is the right word, uh, the, the ovum in the eggs and uh, how well they eat and respond to feeding uh, after they come out. So that's going to be a it's going to be a really yeah, good thing to say. Now, Justin, what were you saying about those uh, incubation tips? You said you had a couple uh, clutches you were incubating with the uh, Jansen I and uh... I'm trying to figure out if Eric was trying to say something before I hit the button on him. Oh. He left. He said he was uh, done with us. I heard somebody oh. here might have a big, beautiful clutch of rhino rat snake eggs. Yeah, there's uh, due to hatch when I'm at Daytona. Oh, we'll have to have a little camera set up and we'll all be watching it. How many eggs did you get? Six. Good ones. Nice female look good afterwards. Oh, yeah, she looks great. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the ghost tessera to the blood red pied clutch is due to hatch. Um, I think any day now we're starting to get some condensation on the lid from, from, some, oh, yeah. you know, some gas exchange and oxygen, um, air moving around basically. Uh, so I'm expecting those to, to pretty much start popping out here soon. Um, and I, like I said, they're at 78, so I think 
what's today? Today's Sunday. It was, I think Thursday or Friday, maybe that they were at like day sixty-four. Mm-hmm. Which I actually thought they weren't that far along. I thought that maybe they were still in like the fifties uh, until I went back to the calendar and counted it out. So we'll see. I mean, I don't mind cooking stuff at a lower temperature and having to wait a little longer. Um, you know, it's the wait. Pretty much, you put them in the incubator, and then I just kind of forget about them. And you know, I'll check on them once a week or whatever until we get to that point to where I'm expecting them to start pipping, and then I'll sort of open up the tub and circulate some more oxygen and stuff in there. And yeah, um, I don't know. It'll just be interesting. And like I said, I it would be. I'm hoping that if this study that that Doc is doing and stuff happens, uh, you know, those findings will have shed some light as far as if there's a calculable sort of set of dates per temperature uh, I, and what that'll I, look I, like. So. I think it's species associated. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I incubated corns uh, from the exact same pair at about 78 degrees uh, my first year doing it. And it was kind of, again, about that 70, 72 day mark. Uh, and then exact same pairing this year uh, or yet last year, this year they haven't hatched, but I, I kind of hit that 64 day mark. Uh, so, but yeah, that I, I was, I mean, does. that, that would have a night drop, right? Cause you had just had them. Did you have them shelved? Mm-mm. No. So I took a, a super, super fun idea. If anybody's interested, uh, it's real cheap. If you want to make it an incubator, a uh, $16 cooler from Walmart. And I, uh, put a bunch of water bottles in the bottom. And then I took a mat, uh, a little rubber mat and set it on top of the water bottles. And then I took a uh, piece of heat mat from, I don't know, reptiles, Express. I don't remember where I bought it. Uh, and I put a thermostat on it, a little Inkbird thermostat for you know thirty bucks, and uh, set it at eighty degrees. And it kind of put a Govi in there, and it kind of sat at seventy-eight to seventy-nine. Probably could have got it warmer, but I was a little worried. And I just only opened it when I was checking on the eggs, and, and man, it worked great. Uh, that first year, I, I made sure that all the money I made from corn snakes uh, went to buying a uh, sea serpent's uh, hot box, and that's just you know. Did it, did it kind of exactly systematically like that? I was like, look, I'm going to use my, my, my brain to make a, uh, incubator this year. And a uh, beautiful woman walked by with sushi. Nothing better, guys. I want you all to know that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, that, that worked. And I think it would have worked for many years to go. Uh, I ended up using that uh, exact same cooler later on to make a swamp, uh, swamp cooler for my garage uh, for when I'm out here. And, and it's a million degrees and I got to work. It uh, kind of works as a little AC unit now. So. Uh, yeah, a little, little cheap incubator capability. Yeah. It's good. I don't know how anybody can use an incubator without a window on it. it drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Mind yeah, my kid, man. my kid ch- checks eggs from the day we put them in the damn incubator. <laughs> She's always looking in there. We, uh, we, at, we hatched out her first uh, clutch of leopard geckos the other day. And if if you could see a, a little kid scream and yell for the for the for the, for the world to hear, she's just so excited about her leopard geckos. And God, they were bangers. Uh, so that's great. We are officially on the leopard gecko train at the paint shop household. Uh, all the snakes are getting sold. We're only doing leopard geckos from now on. So going back to gecko daddy, guys. It is what it is. Don't do it. <laughs> no, that hurts deep inside. No, no, it's not happening. But she's definitely gonna. There's, there's gonna be a little corridor of leopard geckos here for her, as long as she's interested in them. So, that's exciting. Well, awesome. Uh, JT brings up a, a good point. Um, 
he thinks humidity can play uh, with hatch time. He said he also wonders if keeping them in a cluster acts as insulation to keep them at a warmer temp, which I typically don't separate them unless I have to because they won't fit in the egg box, uh, yeah. like what I'm incubating them in, because I typically do use shallower sort of boxes for that. Um, but for the most part, I try to keep them clumped up. So that's that's just personal preference. Um, I'm always just slightly paranoid that I'm going to I'm going to be clumsy and my giant sausage hands will, you know, break an egg or something. So, yeah, I say I keep stuff clumped. Uh, the, the big exception is pitch stuff that I have to put one or two or three eggs in a, in a, in a box because I use specifically the same size box for all my eggs. Uh, and you don't want to overwhelm a box. If you have too many eggs in one box, it can be an yeah. issue because like, like JT was saying, a cluster does act as a, uh, uh, self insulation. Yeah, those bottom eggs are definitely going to be warmer than than the stuff on the outside. They've they've yeah. proven that with with like uh, carpet and chondro clutches that those those eggs on the bottom definitely get considerably warmer. Yeah, it's wild, and also closer to hatch time. Don't they like increase in temperature like a couple degrees? Uh, the, the entire yeah clustered clutch. It's amazing. Yeah, because you're getting you know you're you're getting more exchange there. Like you have. Uh, you know, more oxygen coming and going and things like that. And so it does, you know, they, as they start to respirate more and, and oxygen starts to, to matter in terms of development and stuff, then it definitely, the temperature does rise. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's last year I left in a clump and it, she laid a nice little, just a handful of clump. And then this year it was a weird kind of long clump. I couldn't fit them in the new boxes that I was using. Aside from the one, that special clump I made specifically for crits, I separated everything this year. Yeah, the Bairds and the uh, the Boygo, when I when I bred those, like, they lay in, like, a little daisy chain. Hmm. It would be, like, a perfect, like, just half circle of, of eggs. Have y'all seen those pictures of eggs that are, yeah, like you're saying, Justin, like, linked to other eggs? And there's actually, like, a, a strip in between the eggs holding them together. I've seen that with corn sticks. I've never personally seen it in my collection, uh, but I've seen pictures of it. It's very interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. I haven't seen it myself, but I've, I have seen what you're talking about. It's odd little oddity that happens. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I, I figure just leave them clumped, but they're, you know, still attached and just snake them around in your box. Use them like nunchucks, right? And just run around right. naked with them. They'll probably still hatch. It's fine. Just do it in the first day or two. I, I, <laughs> I have heard stories. I mean, I, I, I've dropped an entire box. Well, I had an entire box of eggs removed from my hand by the forceful kick of a, of, of a toddler. And uh, it was about 45 days in. I was taking the tape off the lids, uh, the way, my silly way of incubating. And uh, they're California king snakes. So I was like, you know, what's the world going to miss them? And uh, they all, every single one of them hatched. <laughs> all of them demons all eight first time they can't be so, killed they can't be killed i still yeah. i i still i have nightmares about that conjuncta eating eating her eggs i literally <laughs> was at home watching her lay eggs we had comp, uh, a company over i showed her the eggs there were six or seven eggs in there it was so cool and then i was like all right guys let's go get the eggs she's probably done laying i don't think she had any left in her go back and there's three eggs left why is she grabbing it again <laughs> and the snake's just looking at me like what's up dog <laughs> oh man great some species are just amazing you know uh 
I heard a story recently uh, of, uh, of somebody who had California kick snakes hatching and in the incubation tub, one had eaten the other one. <laughs> so something to keep, keep your mind on, you know, some, some species are, uh, you know, filiophagous and, and that's, that's what they do. And that's what they're gonna do. And you, you can't tell biology. No, you know, we, we don't, we don't get to do that. I'm still, I feel like I've asked this question like 30 times, but I'm still not entirely sure what this pied clutch is going to genetically, like what's going to be going on. I'm still, the pied thing just throws me for a loop. I don't like, are they just going to be hets? Like they're not going to be visual. I'm not expecting that. Well, you never know. Uh, we, we know she's, uh, She's not het Ama, right? So, so we know that that won't happen. But we, I, I've only ever tested her with a with an ultra male motley tessera, um, and we got testeras and, and oh het anery. Sorry, excuse me, het anery. Uh, so we know she's not motley. We know she's not uh, amel or ultra, right? Like we, we could also see that happen as well. Uh, but diffused, what what's what's sitting there inside of your your pie? Uh, genetics as well but pied is is its own gene right but pied is only visual on something that is already diffused uh it doesn't work with mass it doesn't work with motley it doesn't work with uh to sarah or terrazzo excuse me my brain uh it doesn't work with any of the other genes that blow out the sides it requires diffused to be visual and then it is its own recessive trait that flies in with that uh and this is my current understanding of it um, and there's been a lot of tests done with this. So uh, I've produced a lot of pewters and uh, blood reds from a pied blood red female. I've yet to produce a uh, pie, but she is a pied blood red. So my understanding is that all of those that I have produced that are visual diffused are also het pied because she is visual pied. Um, so we're a couple years away from me going back and seeing that myself. Um, originally, it was kind of thought of as a line bred trait. And the reason I don't think it's a line bred trait is because if I produce, you know, 20 diffused, I should start seeing some level of pied out of right. at least one of those. Uh, and that has not yet been the case in the many that I have produced or the, the, the ones I've even sent out and talked to people about, right? there's no pied going on at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this has been kind of tested a few times in a few collections and, and it kind of acts like its own recessive gene, but it's only visual when diffused is, is, is uh, homozygous. Yeah, and even the expression can still vary wildly. You can have yep. two, both parents be almost completely white, just crawling mm-hmm. up the sides. And then you'll get every, you know, every type of expression of the babies from nothing, low, mm-hmm. high, and crazy rocky heads and everything. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll kind of work on that expression level, almost like Motley, right? Like, we've seen Motleys yeah. that you would almost, you, you see, like, two uh, saddles that are connected, and you're like man, is that a motley? But it's got a completely patternless belly. So you're like, okay, it's a motley. And then you see a motley like some of the ones I've produced that have 4,000 circles down their back. Or you could have a pinstripe motley that has a stripe down its back. looks damn near like a tessera. Mm-hmm. Uh, motley is just so variable. Uh, now, there is line breeding to motley. And so and this year, I kind of proved that out. Uh, two similar motleys will produce a bunch of similar motleys and a batshit weird stripe, of course, because you got to have that in the clutch. Uh which maybe probably isn't Tessera, right? I don't think Tessera got tagged on that one, but whatever. Uh, 
so yeah, there, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, variabilities in there. Diane, great question. So Diane asked, uh, years ago, I remember reading somewhere that there are different lines of pi sided and they aren't compatible. Is that still true or is there new information about that? Diane, you know what? There may not be new information on that and they may be completely true. That would kind of lean towards that line bred uh, statistic, whereas there's a lot of species of reptiles that we can breed to have specific phenotypes. And if we put them together, even though they're similar phenotypes, we don't kind of get the same thing. Uh, if I take my rack house uh, red gargoyles and I breed them to my uh, STG bacon line red gargoyles, I have two gargoyle geckos that are badass red stripe guards. I breed them together. For some reason, I never produce good looking reds. Uh, they always were red, but they were not extremely red. But if I took my rack house to rack house, I made, whoo, and then when I put, took my bacon to bacon, I made, oh my gosh, these are $2,000 geckos. Why is there so much red on this animal? And it, it, and, and definitely varying phenotypes. I could definitely see that happening with corn snakes uh, in the variability of pied. If it is more of a line bread trait, uh, then yeah, that, 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 that may be the case. And, and Diane, I, I'm not... Uh, <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not completely sure. Uh, JT says, I've heard that they have been crossed and they are compatible. So that would make sense. There's probably also a European line and an American line uh, because both of those, uh, there were two different uh, camps working on those genetics because it is pretty amazing. Um, I think Jeff Bong is <laughs> starting to produce some pides that are more, more pied than they are, whatever color they're supposed to be. Uh, that is insane. Yeah, I think he's going to, I think he's going to hit the market this year with some pides that are going to blow some people's minds. Uh, he's going to hit the martyr with a lot of stuff that's going to blow people's minds. Yeah. He's so got he some got pie. That, he got that pied honey. Yeah. Jealous. Yeah. It's Very badass. Jealous. It's really cool. I'm excited. I'm excited uh, for him. That's awesome. Yeah. He's, 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 <clears throat> he's done a really good job of, uh, uh, building a collection based on some pretty amazing genetics. Mm -hmm. Uh, so something to, something to kind of, uh, be excited about. Well, I mean, again, like I did that pairing with that Pied Blood Red just basically to preserve those, the lineage of, of that animal since I lost the female. And yeah, not, I'm not like, I'm not expecting Pieds out of it. It's basically just like I need, I need some animals to hold back to sort of continue that. Yeah. Because you know? otherwise she was going to go to, I think that, uh, that Anne Motley male that i really love and i actually if i don't give her the year off next season um she will probably go to him but i think she may she may get a year off just because she's she's been bred the last what three or four years uh four consistently yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so and that's, that's she's doing probably, great i mean she's handling yeah. like a champ but she's yeah. she's an absolute champ yeah and that's that's I, i'm kind of with you i'm on that about four year train, three, four years, and then I'm giving a female a year off. Uh, next year, I'll give my, you know, even my Jani, you know, one of my favorite species, my fourth year breeding them. I'm, I, I've got to give them a year off. Should have my my aberrant female ready to go uh, next year. She's, she's about of size. She eats like a demon, uh, but I'm not even going to risk pairing her early. She's got to be perfect. I can't, I'm so scared of losing that animal. Uh, yeah. But that's, you know, that's a question. Do you, do you know you have healthy animals that animals designed to breed? Holly, you were talking about having a snake ovulating. Uh, mm -hmm. I gave my black pines the year off this year. I did not want to breed them. 
female lost state. They lay such big eggs last year. And what did she do? She laid me four eggs this year. I didn't even breed her. And it was like an absolute nightmare. Skinny snake didn't recover. Well, didn't brumate her. Uh, she's not the best feeder every time. Uh, and then boom, she gave me eggs and I was so scared. I was going to have, uh, like you said, she didn't slug out. They were good eggs. I think I've lost two of those eggs already. I didn't plan on them being fertile, but they look good. Two of them look good. Uh, and, and, but, yeah, like they slug out. They don't push the eggs out. You know, you, you could lose the animal. You could end up with doing something uh, surgery-wise to get those eggs removed, and they can't breed again. And, and you know, it's it's always a, always a fear. Like, so what do you do? You know, next year, Justin, you got that girl. She starts ovulating. It's a tough question. Yeah, I don't know. I have a I have a feeling that next year will likely be a lighter corn year, um, in terms of pairings and stuff. Uh, just because I am planning to do condors again at the end of the year, mm-hmm. um, this year. So if that ends up happening, then you know that'll be a very different. That'll that'll keep me busy enough to where I'll be like, okay, I don't need to really worry about <laughs> doing corns. Uh, and then you know, if I do rhinos again, which I'm I am planning to, and then the uh, you know the persinum, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give those a shot next year too. So there's gonna be some other stuff um, that'll kind of occupy that that time. And yeah, I'll probably end up giving the the bairds another a year off. Um, you know, it's 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 that judgment call that is, you know, only you can make. So, yeah, it's also kind of playing it by ear. Like if it gets to the point next year where you know I feel like that Loma Alta female Bairds is is good to go, then maybe I'll do another you know the Loma pairing again. Um, I don't know. We'll just we'll see. Maybe do the Dion's again again. Like I said, like yeah, less corns next year and maybe some other stuff. Um. We'll see. I'm, I took all my stuff down off of Morph Market um, just because I've kind of, I don't know, I don't ever really have enough stuff to sell to, to warrant the membership. And kind of like how JT does it with his website, like I kind of want to be able to have, a, you know, a singular location that isn't buried in, in the ads of, you know, yeah. a thousand other people to, to be able to, to do that. So. I think you've got enough reach to do it too. You know what I mean? Uh, if you market through THN and, and, and use that and just post them on your website and you're also one of those people that's really good at holding on to animals, right? Like you're not necessarily pushing to sell everything. Oh, it's, yeah, think, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a little, a little, a little coming to live talk today with kind of myself and, and, and my wife and, 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 you know, sat down with my kid and it was like, maybe, maybe we sell some of these animals this time. So, I'm working on trying to figure that out because I suck at the whole internet thing. So we'll yeah, see. I have your address. I'm sending you boxes. <laughs> Just gone. Hashtag no more snakes. Hashtag <laughs> no more snakes. Uh, Eric, uh, if you're listening to that, don't don't completely believe that when it comes to those pulmillas. Uh, let me know how they're doing, baby. Hit me up. You know what I mean? Also, he's hey, back. also, he's back. Yeah. I got a. Uh, I got a. I got a five minutes. Eric, how we doing? Can you hear me? I can hear you. No echoes? Tiny bit. Tiny bit of echo. Tiny bit of echo. 
How are those pull millisecs doing? Uh, I'll check. They're doing good, though. I, uh, I got to buy Maris yeah, this, this year. So that's pretty exciting. That's pretty exciting. Uh, you know, on the Vertibralis chain, I uh, was very excited to be able to get a, get a Bimaris added to my collection. Beautiful female. Uh, came from uh, Adam Roth. Uh, great guy. Uh, you know, just really neat species to be able to add to my little collection of oddball uh, Pitchiophis. And very excited. Look at that. Mm. Looks good, Eric. Looks good, Eric. How many eggs is dungeon. dungeon. Four eggs? Four. Four. Yeah. Nice. nice. Guys, I'm going to mute for a second and head on inside. It's, it's a little tepid out here. Yeah, the temperature hey, earlier was gross. <laughs> Just sweat like a normal human being. Or get so dehydrated that you don't sweat anymore. There you go. That's the real move. Yeah, if your gross. kidneys ain't failing, you ain't doing it right. Honestly. Alex, is this is next season your first uh, when you're actually going to start breeding? I can't remember how old your stuff was from the last show. Yeah, about. I have a clutch going right now. Um, okay. And I had a second pairing that I think she reabsorbed, honestly. <laughs> I got to keep checking in on her, but I'm pretty sure she reabsorbed. So the one clutch I had is in partnership with my friend Alan over at Rock Creek. Um, and it's a coral halo, coral hails, coral halo snow motley to my snow girl, who's possibly halo as well. She got, she got some of that green to her. Um, so she's actually laying eggs right now. She's been, she's been doing good. I'm hoping, I think she's got one or two still in her. I'm hoping she's going to get those out, but we'll see. So I'm hoping for some nice, nice snows from this clutch. Yeah. So. What about you? What do you got producing out? I, if I had snows this year, I'm going to be fucking angry. Um, Cause I'm convinced everything is head anery and I, yeah, oh, the yeah. ones that I did, I don't want them to be there. Um, so I've still, I've got this fire male that I got from Phelan ages ago when he yeah. was still a snake guy instead of a rollerblader. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I've got that, and then I've got um, two pewter girls that I got from East Bay Bavarium in July 2020. Everybody's okay. big enough. I mean, that fire male is a, he's a moose of a corn snake. He's yeah. just this, he's such a, he's not fat, but he's one of those just like, oh shit, you're a very strong corn. This is surprising every time I open him. Anyway, um, so eventual plan is pick some holdbacks from that and then whiteouts from them okay. because my blood red pides my whole project was centering on this incredible high white she was basically just bright red and white there was almost no pattern on her beautiful white belly all the way and the male that i was going to use he was almost a ringer and you know really cool rocky looking head lots of good white patches all along him and he looked more like an old school blood red he was still that dark actually like blood okay red, blood red not that sort um, of bright orange he had that like dark looks like dried blood on the side yeah on the ground yeah so i wanted that to throw beautiful shade of brown yeah. that brown 
brownish red. But then it turns out my prize female probably has bigger hemipenes than anything else in my collection. So it kind of, it didn't work. So now I have two gorgeous male blood reds and one kind of iffy female blood red. And then, you know, we've got buddies in our group that their blood reds make. It would take me 15 years to get there. So maybe I'm just going to buy some and start that project over in a couple of years. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But for now, it's, I want to see what these, uh, what the pewters hatch out. And I want more pewters. I, I like my Ultramel pewters. They're, they're nice. I got them from VMS and I'm excited because the mail that I got is a hundred percent head for Annery. And the female is 66 Posset. So everything in my collection that has diffused pretty much can make granites. And I'm just like, I was like, all right, if I pair this, I'll get, oh, I'll get some nice fires. And I'll get a lot of granites. So I'm going to produce like 80% granites probably in my first year. Yeah. You know what needs to go into pewter? Just on you. Yep. <laughs> It's either know. that or Tessera. I, I nah, you know, I, I've got some uh, pewter Tesseras I uh, produced last year. This year, I should have uh, two clutches with pewter Tesseras, and they're really cool. I think the pewter Tesseras are fucking amazing. Uh, I don't know what Castagna does in pewter. Um, I don't think anybody I, I, does. I don't know if it's been done yet. I don't think I've ever seen a, a Castagna uh, charcoal. Eric's talking right now, so I bet he's got. I don't know if them. he is or not. Is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eric's he's trying. I thought he was he's chewing muted. gum. I can't do it all. I, I haven't got there yet. <laughs> you buried everything else at Castania. Everything else at Castania. Yeah, we're getting there. The, uh, yeah, I think something happens in, in, in the pewter uh, with, with Castania. Uh, it, it, it'd be interesting to see what happens, but it may be a wash. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you, the charcoal kind of blows out all of the colors that you would no, normally see with castania, uh, and then for some reason with the pewter, it, it, it kind of clicks charcoal into a different level of hypo. It's really interesting. Um, I, I don't know if you guys kind of noticed that diffused in a lot of morphs doesn't do it, but it does specifically with charcoal make it a hypo type um, because pewters are so much lighter than charcoals. Uh, whereas granites are not, right? Granites kind of keep that dark look, and, and some of the granite pies, damn, almost look like white sided or yeah, white sided black rats, uh, which is pretty cool. I don't know. Justin, you have uh, you have Castania and you have pewter. I've sent you both, or you, or I didn't send you Castania, but I've sent you pewters. So. I just have the one pewter. Is it a boy or a girl? Uh, female, I believe. Well, there you go. Easy peasy. Yeah, and then I will send you 10 hits in a few months. There hey. we go. Um, I have a problem with saying no. That's the issue. <laughs> I know. You're, 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 my, you're, you're, you're daddy's little uh, dumpster for extra snakes. You know what I mean? Fine. Fine <laughs> me. are going to Justin. I've got enough. Dollar Tree has enough tubs for me to, to handle them all. Uh, you know, once they hit, like, the two-year mark, it's a little bit of a different story, but... Yeah, I've, I've, my, my new way, I, this, is, this is the way I'm doing it this year, guys. I've got these uh, 
these little tubs. I, I've got uh, the, the big, uh, like, display delis, and I'm writing information on the top, and I, I, su- or I hot super glue, I, I hot glue the um, water bowl cups, and then I'm putting the water bowl extra cup in there so they're easy to clean, they're, they're dishwasher safe, and those are the ones I'm not keeping, and all the ones I'm keeping go into my baby rack uh, because I've got two baby racks, and now I've got a 100 of those, and you know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll know uh, – I'll do, I'll do, uh, I'll do better with that. Uh, Hayden Goldie, uh, made a little comment said I'd happily take one of those diamond pattern female Wes Sanderson's you hashed last year. Absolutely not. I, I will get one out there and show you though. Uh, cause these things are amazing little alternative and they're getting huge. But look at that. Oh, oh man. All those little, little diamonds. Ooh, is that cool or what? Those neat little diamonds all down her back. They're pretty good. That's a cool looking animal. Alternators are so great. They're they're. This is one of the things I just love about them. They're all just like this. They're just chill little snakes, and they're all happy. And you know, they don't. I've yet to have an alternator that was nippy or snippy or, or wanted anything else. I did. I did get a clutch from the uh, Christmas Mountains. Uh, she laid me exactly one good egg, uh, and it is incubating well. Uh, so I hopefully make the Christmas mountain this year. I'm very excited. Hopefully it's another female and I'm going to hold on to her. If it's a male, I'll probably hold on to it too, because I'm dumb. Uh, but yeah, alternatives, you know, we all need them. Leonis, yeah. the all the snakes. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, so for Daytona, sort of the top of the list of, of the, the shopping list is a, a coral ghost. Cause that is something I'd most definitely want to try with, with Castania. Cause I think the, doubling up on sort of that softness of the of the coloring and things I think would be really interesting. Oh dude, Sonic awesome. would be pretty cool too. Yeah. Uh it all would be cool, Rosa. Everything I with Castagna, all of it. <laughs> see, I've, get rid of all I the more other morphs with... and put them in with Castagna. No, but I still want to see what Terrazzo does to everything too. Oh man, that's that's like you can put my it with number Castagna. one shopping list. My, my my number one dude. Okay, Justin, do you remember two or three years ago I sent you when VMS was selling kind of everything? Uh, they they had a Castagna diffused terrazzos, and they were they had a trio of them. They were like Continue. two years old, and they're such weird looking snakes because terrazzo just does odd things, and then you add in the diffuse, and it does weird things to terrazzo, and then they were all Castagna which was like, wait, what are we looking at? And, uh, yeah, I, I, I am on the list for terrazzos this year at Daytona. If I see terrazzos, I'm probably getting terrazzos. I want to, I want to plug terrazzo into a lot of things and, 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 and see what it, see what it does. I love that Eric's over here just laughing and, and nodding his head. Uh, it's probably like, I got all of that and I'm making all of it right now as we speak. You nerds. I think there's less terrazzo, uh, in America as far as any other morph, I don't. I can't think of a morph there's less of less of uh, in America. Uh, I never see terrazzos. I got. I have, well, yeah. I have two that are het for terrazzo, so I plan on when I pair them together, holding back the at least probably a pair of terrazzos. Yeah. Montross, I'd make a Castagna shirt, but you wouldn't get it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Montrose messaged me. He's like, "What's up with these castanias?" He's like, "They don't really look. I don't understand. Like, they don't." It's like I've seen corns in Florida that look like that, and I said, "Prove oh, it." And then Montrose came over with Jake, and I showed him firsthand. 
and I showed him that Mandarin. You gotta see Cassandra's in person. And he he I think he saw Jesus that evening. Cassandra's a beautiful morph, man. God, it's gorgeous. I think I, he was I still skeptical any... by the time he left, but what, what's, what's Eric got right here? What's Eric got there? Oh, you bastard. I'm unmuting him. Eric, what are we looking at? That's the Castani. That's my female. Mm. And, and I'm pretty sure. She's got a second clutch of eggs in there. Nice. That's good. I was starting to worry that you weren't going to have enough eggs this year. <laughs> I'm setting up babies while I'm, while I'm watching this. Uh, before I forget, Holly, take out some of the axolotls and show me. <laughs> yeah, there's three I, of them back there somewhere. I can't have them anymore, and it makes me sad. No. Oh. Yeah. They got re illegal. You know in California. what? Oh, yeah. Holly, you know what you should pair to that high white male that you got from Castan? Uh, oh, damn it, from Kasiki. What? Castania. Oh, Castania. You right. got a jungle carpet? You know what you should pair that to? Castania. This, is a, this one's for JT to see. This is the. Uh, You're frozen. Caramel. I can hear you, but your video is like completely. Oh goodness! It's thrown. It it's for me. thrown back to like the the nineties, early two thousands. Uh oh! Like right now, you're just squinting at us, like you're staring at the sun. I got up and <clears throat> nope. oh, still there. God, yeah, please so have that face. I need that oh, picture well, in my life forever. Get it? Thank you. There we go. The caramel cinder that uh, JT produced. She's looking amazing. Now you're from. She's just leaf. You look like the people on Fuck. the playground in, in Terminator that are about to get fried by the nuclear blast. I Guys, get fried by we're going to figure blast. out how to podcast. It's going to it's gonna happen. I promise you. There's a lot of things going on right now. There's too much. No Montross. No Nerodia to Castania. That's can't Ew. happen. <laughs> Alex and you. That's gross. It's disgusting. Although, we see I mean, you still, still making the amazing face. You look like the little ba uh, like Buddha statues. <laughs> just smile. Well, you know, it's really my voice that everybody's here to just hear. You know, I'm I mean, sure honestly. I've heard stories. People actually listen to our our show and uh, repeatedly help them go to sleep because the, the the baritone notes from my uh, you know oh, glorious okay. South Texas draw. That was me. So, yeah. I said that. <laughs> All right, there we are. Yeah, me and Phil. Need to have a we need to have a, a podcast of us just just saying scientific names then I'll just sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Nerodia fasciata, and then Phil will just be off. I need uh, I need Chris. you, Phil, and Christian from Blacksburg. Yeah. Dude, Christian's got a gorgeous cool. voice. Oh my god, uh, that's Phil will come on with his his extremely soft foot, very nice. Um, actually, Chris. Uh, in 1972, that was uh, decidedly Nerodia fasciata. Like, oh, God damn it. Phil sounds like he's been smoking a pack of cigarettes a day since he was 10. Fun fact about Phil. That may be true. I just want Phil to give me, like, um, 
geography lessons constantly. Right? List every country on this continent just so I can hear you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. And that somehow you remember that, where everything is. The Christmas reading video that he did was exceptional. I still remember that. I loved that so much. That that needs to every every year needs to be popped up and just sent. I don't. I can't believe he wasn't on like Ellen DeGeneres show or some shit. I told him he needs he needs to start doing like freelance voiceover work. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's like, you think so? He's like, no, nah, man, I couldn't do it. I was like, the hell, you couldn't? He's like, where would I even go? I was like, go on Fiverr. There's like a million people that offer that service on there, and people just hire you if they like, you know, what you're uh, capable of doing. Yeah. I, I'm stuck in this like Jiminy Glick. I don't know why I may be showing my age when I say that, where I'm like, ah, sometimes I get excited and I say things you like You look this. like you're <laughs> pissing yourself. I get all excited and I say things like this too. And then, you know, so I, I've got this this odd range when I speak and it's, you know, and I talk to my kid and it's, it's just like, hi, Lily, how are you? Am I still frozen? Yeah. You sound great. Oh, like your audio is perfect. Sound great. Choppy as hell. Your, videos, you like your, your video was better in the garage than it is there. Yeah. Which is so weird because I'm like right next to the router right now. Yeah. See if I, eh, maybe if I come over here. Eh, Not that. Eh. I mean, we don't have to see you. It'll be. It's okay. But I'm pretty. But I'm pretty. Did that work? You nope. look like we're trying to run Doom 2 on someone's grandma's computer. Oh, grandma. <laughs> That's great. Uh, rip. Holly, tell us a little bit about axolotls. You do axolotl stuff. Excited to hear it. Um, I just have the three. I I wanted to breed them a long time ago, and then I realized that was a massive labor of love, and I decided, nope, not going to do that. Same with betas. Wanted to do that. Keep a lot of fish. I've been keeping fish for a really long time, but you know, corns are a lot easier to breed, so. I don't know. Don't what it we, uh... Go ahead, just. Nope, I'll go fuck myself. Go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah, deal. Um, axolotls freak me the absolute fuck out. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, of all the animals on the planet, when I see axolotls, I'm just all, that's a gooey icky. I don't know why. I can hold a tarantula before I ever touch an axolotl. Oh, gosh. My sister hates them, too. She thinks they look disgusting. I can, I can promise you, Chris, there's there's tarantulas that you would you would not take over the axolotls uh well fun fact if it can uh make somebody feel a boo-boo it would probably kill me so uh i'm gonna probably break out hives because i've been touching snakes without gloves imagine um dude even the normal like a harmless tarantula is still gonna mess you up it's little hairs are gonna get in your skin and you're gonna have balloons dude you haven't experienced hell until you've been haired by a new world, some new world species of tarantula, because it sucks. If you've ever like rolled around in fiberglass, that's pretty much what it's like. Yeah, it's, it's even worse yourself. when it gets on your face. We're switching now to snap tarantula cast. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to a uh, tarantula talk with. Uh, no, yeah, let's go. <laughs> no. Let's get into our favorite species of Pacilitaria. No, no. Holly, you start. No. Uh, what are the What are the golden? Something's the, like the nice ones. That we don't okay. use common names in tarantulas. Okay, that's that's too a, many. That's God, too many and, common and as, names. So I, as I'm a pretty person. I'm pretty arachnophobic. So when I started oh, my no. Instagram, 
and I started liking all these snake pictures, it thought because I liked snakes, I also liked tarantulas because apparently they're just synonymous for no reason. And <laughs> so when I would go through my Instagram feed, it would just be like snake, snake, tarantula, 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 tarantula. So I was like, I don't know how to combat this because every time I would click, I don't want to see posts like this. It was interacting with it. So it was like, oh, he wants to see more posts like this. <laughs> yes. So then I, I had to go like nude supermodels that are like in bathing <laughs> skimpy bikinis. Just so it was like snake, 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 big booty bitches, snake, 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 snake. Big I'm sure <laughs> that was horrible. Cool. That was very it was way, it was way, but well, but it was better because it wasn't tarantulas. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. So I think I don't all like, honestly, well, rather, I would be I'd scrolling, you know, the fight or flight where it's like you, you, you like seize up, you're like, oh shit. I was yeah, doing that constantly, that just too. like on on my phone, just like, all right, so, and tarantula, <laughs> there's a tra and all right, I'm gonna look at it. So now I'm actually better. I can like see a tarantula post and not freak the fuck out. Big booty bitches are infinitely more venomous. They just say, <laughs> I don't know which one's gonna kill me faster. <laughs> Do you guys have, I mean, Chris, you might have tarantulas. Justin, do you have native tarantulas there? I can't think of. Yeah, I've got one species near me. We've got wolf spiders, which are the closest thing. Okay. We uh we have a species here. It's the same one as the West Texas one. In West Texas, it's a phonopelma. A phonopelma. A phonopelma. Uh, but yeah, there's a. There's a species that we do find here. Uh, they're much smaller than the ones in West Texas. The ones in West Texas are massive. Uh, we don't. I don't mess with them. I see them in West Texas. I'm I all. Think you get the Oklahoma. You get the Oklahomas. I think is what they are. First off, we don't talk about Oklahoma, Texas. Those are Texas species. Ain't nothing about Oklahoma here in Texas. All right. Texas hates Oklahoma. I don't know if anybody knows that. But anyways. Yeah, I got a, I got a, so I have a spider tattoo, tattooy, and it's uh, hard to see. But um, I had a, you know, when I've been reptile shows or something, people always ask me, oh man, you love spiders, that's so fast. And it is a beautiful tattoo. A uh, huge shout out to Aaron Sprague, uh, Faces in the Dark. Um, it's a gorgeous tattoo. It's actually from World of Warcraft. That's uh, uh, Mother Smolderweb. Uh, she's one of the bosses in Lower Black Rock, Black Rock Spire. What a nerd. And, uh, I, I played World of Warcraft for most of my life. And, so did I. Uh, ah, so you know. Mm -hmm. You know. Did you yep. play like Classic back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, I started playing well, like six months after the game came out, probably. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. So you know that once you hit that kind of 55, 57 range, you start grinding black, lower Blackrock Spire, getting mm -hmm. all your, your, your <clears> stuff, <throat> start getting all your keys. Whoa. Yep. Uh, yeah. You guys want to see something weapons. funny? Speaking of tarantulas <laughs> and tattoos. So I got, yeah. I got this Pasilotheria tattoo, right? This this ornamental. I've had this tattoo for a couple of years. Looks and great. Then, and then I had a friend point out, I got a damn butthole <laughs> on my arm, dude. Wait, it's reversed. Right there. Oh, a little. Uh, now I can't uh, unsee it. A little arachnosphincteria. <laughs> yep, yep. It's supposed to be a, a regalis, which it is. But um It's a good looking tattoo, man. Yeah, there's a little it's a little a little, little tiny butthole. See, that brings up a genuine fear of mine. I want an old timey like fifties sci fi rocket ship tattooed somewhere on me. <laughs> because I've the problem is the problem is I know you know, I'm buddies with the tattoo artists 
and they're gonna think it's funny to sneak a dick into my tattoo. Yep. And the problem is, like, if they're gonna do that, I want it to be great. (laughs) (laughs) I want it to be the best dick I've ever seen. I want a ten out of ten dick. Why happened? Oh my god. The rails that we are now off oh. of for not making it out. The uh so the, on. the axolotls. Don't you keep those like cold? Like the water has to be a colder temperature, like it cannot be warm. Yep. Yep. I uh I usually throw a fan on there in the summer and just let so like say, evaporation. How do, you, how do you cool water without just throwing like a, a block of dry ice in there? They make coolers that you can buy, and it'll circulate the water through a cooler, but they're mm. extremely expensive. But cheapest way to do it is just to throw a fan on there, and just with evaporation, it just keeps it cool enough. Huh. Oh, yep. Are they, you know, a lot of people are actually curious. Are they, do they make good pets? Are they something that a, a family can maintain? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically like keeping any fish tank. You do have to do your water changes, and they do want clean water because they are a little sensitive, but... It's not. It's not a big deal. Um, you feed them night crawlers, worms. Um, okay. Well, uh, when they're when they're younger, they eat more. But as an adult, maybe once every three ish days or so. <clears throat> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, they they're really neat. They're 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 definitely different, kind of from everything. Uh, they they can also uh, metamorphosize into adults, right? They can, but that's really rare. Uh, usually that only happens if they're very stressed, usually within the okay. first like six months of their life. Um, and you don't you don't want to see a morphed axolotl. They look horrendous. Oh, they're great <laughs> demons. It's nasty. Do, do they have to morph to an adult to breed? No, no. What? They just lay eggs underwater. Oh, I don't like those. No, they're neotenic, like, um, like alms and, um, there's another one, not mud puppies, is it? I can't that's remember. A, there's a few a giant, of them that giant gummy lizard. Oh, you looked up when it metamorphosized. Don't, don't. Don't. <laughs> that's so weird. I, I, I would assume just as a normal person that they would have to be their, 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 their terrestrial form, I suppose. Uh, it's a breed. That's a uh, what a fucking weird animal. Yeah. <laughs> and when that's they cool, great because they do the little like pop thing, and it creates oh, yeah. suction the way they open their mouth, and it just vacuums everything in. It's really fun to watch. I miss yeah, them. So much. Except for if you have dumb ones and you drop the food, and then they 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 have that delayed response, and then you're like, really? There's the worm. Now you got to stick your arm in there. I can eat it. Jeez. Do you That's ever, hilarious. if you're doing, I did, um, they were almost like koi food because the shop that I was getting stuff from, the people were actually crazy. They ran out of what I wanted. Like, here, fuck it. We feed them these. And so I could aim and just stop and wait and drop it. And if you get lucky, it'll just sit on its head. Yeah. And it's got this idiot staring <laughs> at you with its gills hanging out. Where It's like a dog that doesn't know the cheese is on its head kind of thing. Yep. So I'm confused. People don't want them morphed? Uh, generally because it's not um, a normal part of their life cycle. And so you can induce it chemically. And then they also, like Holly was saying, it can also just happen. Something will trigger them, early stress, things like that. But yeah, they're hideous. 
It's horrible. It's like a tiger salamander, except melted and awful. Like a I mean, tiger is, salamander is it, if you left it in the sun. Yeah. Is there like a biological study as to why they are capable of doing this, but necessarily do not, should not? I don't know. I mean, look at them, Chris. That should explain everything. There is no uh, reason to anything about them. They are the well, way Well, I'm going to Google it now. What do, what do we call this? Like a axolotl? It's like... Adult? A After pet, metamorphosis. Out of, the, out of Pan's Labyrinth or like the Hunger Games or something. Oh. Oh. Well, yeah. I think everybody listening to this, everybody watching this should probably Google this right now. No. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Look, go ahead and look at the dick lizards. Um... <laughs> Wow, uh, you know what a what a what a thing! What a creature! To behold, it's like yeah. a it's like a dick lizard was line bred to look more like a dick. <laughs> One of Chris's oh. drawings came to life. Oh man! Yeah, my my sister hates the the Amal one that I have. Oh, she hates Is it. Yours? Pink and gross. <laughs> the pinky ones were the ones that I got. I loved them. I have uh, just the melanistic one, so like the, the black colored one. Yeah. And then I have like the amelanistic one, and I have a gold oh, cool. in there. So, yeah. See, the poor water quality thing making them morph would make sense to me because that's like, a, okay, I have to remove myself from this environment. Therefore, I'm going to become amphibious and leave. Yeah, they, they have to have a place to do that, though. So they have to get on land. So if you don't have a place for them to do that, they'll die. Yeah, and the lakes that they were native to are just fucked, destroyed now. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. there's that's what, so we can't have them in California because technically they're extinct in the wild. And for a while, there was like two months where it was like, ooh, they're extinct in the wild, but they're so prolific in captivity that it's cool. You can have them now. But then California remembered that it's California, and oh god, it's a non-native animal, and you can't sell it without a cancer warning either. Dude, oh, seriously, like Prop sixty-five warning on everything. Um, <laughs> but I got them during that like three seconds they were legal, but their um, their natural habitat lake was used um, for tilapia farming. They just dumped a bunch of fish in there fucked the lake and then now i think it's university of kentucky has the largest population of them in the world but yeah that's weird interesting they're cool i mean i've heard that they can regenerate their brain they lose half of it so that's kind of interesting. i wish wish people could do that yeah from about 18 to 24 i worked on that and then i've since regenerated most of my brain so that's kind of interesting because uh, I can assure you, in those years, I destroyed it as best I could. So, anyways, Holly, uh, what? Go ahead. Say something. Oh, I was going to say you're a great-looking dick lizard now, but we can go back to Holly. <laughs> <laughs> I am the best-looking dick lizard. Uh, Holly, he's a dick uh, you lizard. Know, you, you said you only had maybe one one clutch going this year. What is what does your collection look like? Again, you haven't been on the show. I'd, I'd love to hear what your kind of focuses are. Um, when I started, I didn't really have a focus. I did want to breed scaleless, but because that's a thing you need a permit for in Illinois, I decided I didn't want to deal with the process. So um, as my collection has grown, I pretty much am obsessed with anything amelanistic and all the variations nice. of amel. 
Um, so that there's that. Um, I do have another egg in my incubator. Uh, the one girl I had early this year, she had laid like nine eggs and only one was viable. That one should have hatched uh, over a week ago, but it it started leaking. The egg started leaking and I ended mm. up cutting it and the it was dead. That sucked, but she did double clutch on me. So I do have one more egg in the incubator from hers because she only decided two should be fertile. So I don't know what happened with that. She was a first time mom though. Um, so there was that. That's not really probably going to be anything special, but since she's my favorite snake, I'll probably just keep that one. Yeah. Um, I have just uh, pretty much on track to have 20 snakes by the end of the year, probably more to my husband's nice. detriment, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just got a handful of things. A lot of things I got from Tinley, a lot of things I picked up online. Nice. Uh, we have a kind of a don't ask, don't tell policy in this house. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lot. Uh, we, we don't count. We countered a little bit this morning and things got a little hectic. But no, I think I, I think that's really cool work with a lot of different uh, email. I I, 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 I I hate to say it. For some reason in, in this hobby, there's there's too much like ball, pay, ball python adjacent mentality. There's nothing to not, not poo pooing on ball pythons because I do think they're very neat. Uh, but a lot of people are kind of always going after what, what is hot? What is the new thing? What is the, well, you know, back in the, back in the 1960s, uh, they produced kind of one of the coolest looking corn snakes. And that's just an AML corn snake. And, 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 and I'm, I'm in that same camp. I, I think just an AML for me, it's AML Motley's, AML Motley's and Ultra Mel Motley's just, just make my toenails just bend right up. They're, they're, they're gorgeous animals. Uh, and people constantly forget about that. They, 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 they. You, you, you don't always, you know, uh, we had, we had a gentleman earlier asking kind of, you know, what, what's going to sell well, well, what's going to sell well is the thing that you love, uh, because, because you're going to take care of it. You're going to market it correctly. And you're, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to sell, you're going to sell the thing you love because it's easier to deal with, right? You're not going to think about wholesaling it. You're going to be okay when you got to hold a few back. Uh, and, and so that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a hobby of love. It's a, it, there's got to be passion in it. There's, there's got to be that intr in, intrinsic idea of, this is what I like, so therefore I work with it. Uh, yes, there are things in this hobby that definitely sell easier. AMLs and AML Motley's and Snows and stuff like that definitely do sell a little easier. It's a price point thing. JT kind of kind of mentioned that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think it's great. Work with the AMLs. Line breed AMLs. Make AMLs that look fucking awesome, and mm -hmm. and, and 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 keep that up. You know, it's it's a that's a cool thing about corn snakes. I, I don't think I don't think there's a corn snake guy in the world that. It gets fussy when they hatch a normal RNA milk, right? We're just stoked, like, oh my god, it's more corn sense, right? We are all, we all nerd out about it so much. So I, I think it's a, it's, it's a great thing to like and focus on. Yep. <laughs> all those allergies. Yeah. No man, allergies are just gorgeous right now. It's, it's just a, it's a little blessing from Satan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just cursing through our veins. Yep. Didn't help with all the Canadian smoke we had. Oh through. yeah, that's right. Horrible. Y'all had the. Canada's kind of like y'all's Oklahoma, right? Like fuck that whole place, right? Just <laughs> yeah. Huge, huge shout out to all of our Canadian listeners. Go fuck yourselves. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Joe, uh, yeah. you know, we, we we did just have you on the show. It was a great episode. Is there a you know kind of thing things things uh, sometimes mature after great conversations like that? Anything you're planning on adding this year, or you see yourself going in any additional directions? Oh God. Okay. So. 
I hadn't considered Rhinos before, and Smitty's not, <laughs> so I can say, oh shit, never mind, he's back. Um, but no, I saw a couple at the shows, and just one of them was just hanging out on the lights on someone's display, and it was doing its little wave back and forth, just hanging out, looking at people. And I got kind of hypnotized by that. That thing was really cool. But then, um, and then, like we talked about last time, your damn Alterno with that great, like the melanin, the black just coming into the giant orange bands. That's ruining my life. Yeah. Um, and then as far as species go, now I'm, my buddy had that Sonoran gopher at the last show that I was at. And I just sat there hanging out with this damn snake. And I would make them take it back and walk away and I make it. <laughs> going back and forth i'm pretty sure i'm gonna call them up this week i'm like hey so it's my birthday i'm just gonna send you money and the next time we're at a show together like just give me the damn snake and yeah i'll bring it home but um but then there's other stuff like waiting for a bunch of you guys to produce because some of the stuff that's even just corns is dude that the qb thing that came out the other day that face is incredible I don't know what it is. <laughs> and that, okay, so I've talked to Smitty about this before. The, that orange in between saddles on baby corns. Yeah. That on normals and amels, they both got, it's that fucking perfect, love that color. And that cube thing has that pinstripe of that color mm-hmm. down the whole body. Mm-hmm. And it kills me and it reminds me that like for a long time I really wanted to get the, um, I don't know hognose morphs. The superconda is the one where it's oh. got the head pattern, but yeah. sometimes they get that little stripe down a perfectly washed out body. And I'm not going to get supercondas. it. Yeah, they're amazing. They're so cool looking. Well, but that's why I asked too, because that that one that Chris Hatch that you're talking about, like I asked yeah. if it was related to the the nut job that he sent me, because she has that sort of similar like odd line, and then the head pattern was kind of similar, where it was like sort of bone white, washed out, sort of. Oh, the the female. Okay, so the the one you're talking about is the female ultra male stripe. Yeah. No. Okay. No. 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 The uh, bonehead. No, completely unrelated. That that was produced by somebody else. Yeah, that was the that's that kind of sun kissed weird. We don't know. It kind of like a mask ML that has the split pattern on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird snake. I don't know what's going on with that snake. I I, I have its pairing saved. It's it's very odd. Legitimately, like, the most psychotic corn I've ever owned in my life. Like, if I even, like, reach up to grab a tub next to hers, she comes shooting out of that hide and just, like, if it moves, she's trying to grab it. Like, no one is safe. Can can y'all see my video? No? Kind of. It's not as as frozen as it was before. I was going to say, I have this uh, charcoal oddity from uh, Eric that's, like, not supposed to be a charcoal, right? Like, it should have been... Uh, I think a charcoal lavender or a charcoal diffuse or something. Uh, I have I have the notes from it, and it that snake is a psychopath. Like if I open up its tub, it does this like rad thing where it like just jumps out. It's, like, it's not trying to bite me. It's just like everywhere. And yeah, so some of them just have those weird attitudes. Uh, you know, most corn snakes not like that. Most are just like chilly, chill, and just want to hang out. But but yeah. No, that that uh that neat little stripe thing. Uh, the odds on that clutch were really weird, also. So ultra male to amel, uh, we should see fifty percent amel, fifty percent ultra male, right? Like that's that's pretty decent math. Uh, out of eleven eggs, I got three amel. Eh, so it is what it is. Um, 
Tessera, I only got like four Tessera and a clutch that should have had, you know, uh, five or six Tessera. And right. then uh, that one stripe came out. But if I know for a fact, the male is Motley Stripe, he's Motley Head Stripe. Uh, so he has one allele of Motley, one, one allele of Stripe. Uh, I also don't know if allele is the right word and if it's not everybody fuck themselves. Uh, but then the female is just Motley and she was sold to me as a Motley to Motley pairing. But then it kind of says, okay, maybe she was also Motley Head Stripe. But again, if that's the case, out of 11 eggs, I shouldn't have gotten one Stripe. Uh, so yeah, that, like I said, that, that weirdo's a girl. Uh, me or somebody is going to have to keep her uh, because... It's <laughs> going to go, go to Alex. Y'all heard it here first. Uh, Alex and Joe have to have a uh, arm wrestling match at Daytona, and uh, the winner takes all. Uh, we we have a we have a, a, a very special uh, you know on multiple levels uh, person in the chat right now. Jason Keller, huge shout out uh, to him and all of his wisdom. Uh, he said, "Blood red pides are the superior corn, and y'all can't convince me otherwise." Uh, well, Jason, first off, you can uh, do everything in your life to go fuck yourself, but you're right. It's a, it's a beautiful animal. Blood red pides really do stand out as one of the most gorgeous morphs. Uh, it's it's a great combination. Again, uh, seeing the pied, the way it works, the way the necessity happens with the, the diffused, uh, they are beautiful animals. Um, but, uh, but has he seen Castagna? No, uh, mostly because the only thing he's seen is, is uh, well, we're not going to say it right now, but it's not a healthy thing. Um, but uh, he's in Georgia. Yeah. He can't even own corn snakes. His opinion is is invalid. It, before he got to Georgia, it was invalid, uh, Justin. But good point. <laughs> uh, uh, Tyson Dallas asks, uh, speaking of charcoal lavender, will you have any, uh, Eric? I can tell you right now the answer is yes. Uh, I have a charcoal lavender from from Eric that's doing amazing. Uh, she's gorgeous. Uh, it's actually a pewter lavender. Um, and I can assure you Eric will be producing many I'm, charcoal lavenders. I'm unmuting him so he can... He can speak for himself. Eric, we're going to unmute you. Okay. Eric? Charcoal. Yeah, I got some charcoal lavenders coming, hopefully. Right. You heard it here first, guys. There will be potentially some charcoal lavenders. I hate that the audience is going he just left. I wonder Rath, if, uh, uh, with the lavenders, you guys were talking earlier about how they don't seem to be popular. I wonder if it's sort of like a, a red factor, coral, things like that, where people don't understand how pink they are unless they see them in person. Because in a lot of pictures, a lavender just sort of looks like a weird anery. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of hard to tell, like how that, that, different it is. That's, that's a great point, Joe. Uh, oh, we're looking at a. That's a charcoal diffused lavender. That's my female. Look how purple that snake is. That thing's really cool. And I did put a castani to her the second second time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe, you're right. There, there, there's a few morphs in there. Uh, lavender, Castagna, uh, the Red Factor, the Salmon Snow, Coral Snow stuff. It's really weird. I, I, I can have you at my house, and I can put one of these things in your hands, and it's so damn pink. 
that it that it, it, it freaks you out and then you take a picture of it and phones just don't regi- register it it's also like a radio force on certain animals uh, mm-hmm. I, I have i have some alterna uh, especially my black line stuff the dark night stuff that i'm working on producing that male he's black right and he is looks like an absolute rainbow when you get him in the sun and every time i pick, take a picture of him i i just can't capture it uh there's editing you could do i i, I don't edit my pictures uh mostly because i don't i don't really know how i'm dumb <laughs> but uh you know I, i've tried to edit pictures to make them look more like the animal but yeah uh the 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 the, the lavender is definitely on that spectrum of like you, you kind of got to get it in your hands to see it, it it's you know this i i, I mean if my video is not working this isn't going to be a very good example uh but this little uh i have a little little lavender pewter right here and she's she's like straight up purple and, and uh, my light's a little bright right now Let me turn the little tune volume down on my light but she's like a little purple snake and it's really cool turn the uh, down on light. what else would you call that justin um I don't know. I just always laugh at how how much you struggle when it comes to computer machines of any kind. Yeah, as as a uh, career engineer, uh, you would be shocked by that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this this little this little snake produced by Eric is just gorgeous. She's got lovely little uh, pinks and purple undertones, uh, and she's a sweetheart too. Uh, and, and and you know, it's just one of those. Uh, kind of things that certain morphs you're just not going to see it until it's in your hands and, and, and you know what do you uh what do you do turn the volume back up on this see, i'm also still convinced that honey like i'm sure they're amazing in person so far i think i've seen one that i liked justin has it yeah and other than that i'm not convinced that it's a pretty snake honey. i'll see one in person and i'll just oh my God. decide Dude, but... they're awesome yeah honeys are no rosa no you know what you yeah. know what would look really good with honey Kasanya. Charcoal. Annery. I don't, I think, I think honey is kind of, uh, again, I don't know how well these pictures are coming through, but you can kind of see some of the yellows on this boy. Yes, Kasanya uh, especially. This, uh, this, this honey, this is a honey tester produced by uh, JT. Uh, he's gorgeous. He could have bred this year. He's going to breed next year. Uh, but, but Joe, the, 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 the pastel yellows in there, the, 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 the colors are just, it's, it is so hard to be um, right. Sometimes video maybe picks it up a little better. Yours, uh, <laughs> my video's all shit. I'm just showing you all some like 1982 graphics. Uh, trying to be nice, like Grandpa's trying to tell us more. Wonderful batch of pixels you're showing us right there. It's that's yeah. a snake, all right. Damn, man, I wish my my video was doing better. And see, I believe you guys. I'm sure they're great. I just I, I think I. I think I'll be able to send you a honey this year. I, I have, love uh, the honey is another look, favorite. There, look at what Eric's got. Oh, un- unmute Eric. That. He's he's got honey. He's got honey. All right, we're gonna unmute Eric and nobody talk. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. She likes to breed when she likes to breed, not when I like her to breed. Same. Same. Yeah, we're live. I have to avoid so many jokes right now. <laughs> yeah, I need to get that that honey stripe girl sort of up to size by by next year because I'm planning to oh, yeah. her with that that male I have from JT as well. Is mm-hmm. it the one with that weird like pulsing pattern down its back? Yeah. 
Yeah. I fucking love that snake. It's, it's that did you ever play um it was like Kirby Touch and Go on the 3DS where you were using the stylus to draw lines for Kirby to follow? Nope. You're the wrong nerd. I am. Um, <laughs> but it's that I love that pattern on that specific. Did you say it was a honey stripe? Yeah, yeah. Sunkiss for whatever reason when you when you like a stripe in Sunkiss is that weird like reverse motley sort okay. of pattern. Yeah, they 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 uh, I, I think believe I they were originally called motley, sunspots. Yeah. yeah. Okay, see that's I know that name. Reverse I, yeah, Motley. Let's I'm starting a petition. No. We're renaming it. Oh, oh yeah, that's ooh, the one that Eric go. just hatched out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there see, go. I love that. That was so before badass. I was edumacated and uh the guy that I bought that that stripe from had it labeled as a motley, and so I was like, Oh yeah, that's a weird looking motley. I think you guys can now, answer a question that's been bugging me. Uh-oh. Are keys corns just corns? Yes. No. Yes. So originally, uh, whole red rat thing—they're corn snakes—were uh, their own subspecies. And I like to think that if you're uh, finding them in the wild, we should probably respect the fact that they were originally a subspecies, much like we did with Emory. You know, as as a Nobel Prize-winning biologist, when I prove that thorn scrubs were their own species on a podcast. Uh, that within one week, um, the paper came out, and they were their own species. Uh, we can go back into the uh, coffers, you know, and maybe pull this up. Uh, but yeah, Bootski corns are definitely uh, very specific. They're smaller. They don't feed like regular corns. They don't necessarily act like regular corns. They're very flighty. You'll find they kind of naturally have a diffused pattern to them. Uh, Spitfire reptiles, uh, Yasser has some very, very, very beautiful examples. Um, but yeah. Uh, Bootski corns, uh, I believe it was uh, Pantherophus cutatus rosalae, uh, are, are, are a, uh, are, 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 sorry, I, I'm not good with scientific names, uh, but they, they were considered their own uh, subspecies. And I think that if we did a little bit more work uh, with real uh, taxonomy, uh, we would find that they are kind of their own indicative little thing. Um, you some can't people do get... real taxonomy when taxonomy isn't real. Okay, so taken that it's fake, the reason I'm asking is because isn't that where Terrazzo originated? Uh, Terrazzo and Diffused uh, both came from Boot Keys Corns. Oh, well, then I'm fucked anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're well, all fucked. No, I thought Cinder came from Keys. I mean, that's also a different morph, Justin. I don't fucking know. It could be another. Like, we can, we can start naming morphs. How can you say from. that and then say that they, they're, they're their own thing? The fact that more morphs are being found in the wild in that specific area would tell me that it's a different species because that means they're maybe not as complete genetically. Uh, thank you for uh, thank you for proving that. I want to become a scientist just so I can prove Tessera is a hybrid, just to make you sad now. Joe, if it makes you feel any better, you're a scientist. <laughs> thank right? you. There you are. Makes uh, me feel a little better. I want a Nobel Prize, right? Like I, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's it's a it's a thing, man. Um, I think we're all little micro micro scientists for sure. I, I wish uh, you know. Uh, Chris Montross, if you're listening in the chat, go ahead and, and, and correct Justin. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that the boot keys are their own thing. They're smaller, Justin. They're half the goddamn size. So are those. So are some of the North Carolina mountain stuff. True. So you're saying that should be a subspecies? Should that be? As well? Should that be a subspecies? Uh, yeah. I'm I'm all about splitting. Split them all up. Every That's... every every county has a different species. 
And then we have our hobby animals that we just, you know, interbreed with everything. And then when I take my reverse stripe uh, Nueces County uh, thorn scrubs and I put them to corns, I have I have a new morph and I'm uh, a betrillionaire. That sounds Wait. great. So then mixing alternas cool? What? Mixing alternas. <laughs> Is it what? We, we do not mingle genuses. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean with corns, you freak. Oh. Oh, oh, okay. You know, but you so know, here, like here's mile marker you know, nineteen, and then this mile marker nineteen and on, a half, like Taco Tuesday, and like. Here's the thing: if you have Alterna, and they are from somewhere, like let's say we're we're talking about Brewster County, right? Brewster County is very large; it's one of the largest counties in Texas. That goes from about Alpine all the way down south to the border, and it cuts all the way through Big Bend. In Alpine, we have a lot of very notable uh, localities. We have East East Alpine, West Alpine, South Alpine. We have the Elephant Mountain Range. We have the Christmas Mountains. Uh, we can go even further south to the River Road. Uh, we can go to Blackout. This is all Brewster County, right? You get a bunch of different phenotypes, and a lot of those phenotypes are locality-specific. Awesome. If I am breeding Black Gap animals to Black Gap animals, I'm going to produce them and sell them as Black Gap animals. If I'm breeding a black app animal to an alpine animal, it's okay to produce that animal and sell it as a Brewster County animal. Now, if I take a black app animal and you know breed it to a really nice Baird's or a Baird's uh, sorry Blair's Blair's phase, <laughs> my brain just skedaddled uh, to a Blair's phase from Sanderson, and you produce some really neat stuff because you will, and you sell it as a generic alternative. There's there's nothing wrong with this. Uh, so it's just people, go for it, but label it like you're not a dickhead. As long as you're not a dickhead. And that's the problem okay. is too many people, just like the Albino Alternative that popped up, you know, 20 years ago, then they popped up 10 years ago, then they popped up again a year ago. All those guys are just pieces of shit because they, they don't want to, they don't want to sell it. Hey, you know what? Whoa. Talk about somebody, Whoa. somebody that's not a, not a POS. Uh, Clint Bartley recently posted a picture of some very beautiful Albino Alternative, but he knows that those are not albino pure alternate. He knows they have a certain percentage of root fat in them, and he is breeding them and marketing them as such. That's awesome, right? Like if if you're going to do hybrids, that's totally okay. Breed it and market it as such. It's on the hobbyist to carry on in the future, saying that this is not, you know, as long as we're honest to people. Honesty is like, you know, I, I hate saying honesty is the is, is 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 the if all be all, but in this hobby, it has to be right. Uh, selling animals with you know selling stuff with unknown heads and, and you just don't know what's going on and you can't figure it out okay you can't figure it out be honest about it right like i produce a snake but i'm not entirely sure what the fuck it is we all love it we, we all kind of think we have ideas on what it is we probably need to breed it to figure it out uh and, and it's it, you know just just be honest right like it's it's just label it as a new species and move on <laughs> It's just a, right, Justin, more species. So you're agreeing with splitting corn snakes into multiple different phenotypical species. Here we go. We got Boonski's back. And, and, and Justin, uh, go. No. <laughs> oh, so now that I had Grandpa Chris on, on attention, uh, Justin, uh, what are the chances that we're going to rename the show Red Rat Stars? Mm. Zero. Sorry, I couldn't help it. It bugs the shit out of me too. They're fucking corn. Zero. Thank you, Montross. I don't think he's still here, but I gave him oh. a, a, a nice. I, I, like it's. Uh... There's nothing. You know, yes. if you call him red rats. Okay. There's nothing there wrong are, with paying. 
you know, they're, pay some homage. Hey, you know, hey, homage. Hey, no. Okay. Look. Yes, they are a rat snake that happens to be a shade of red in most cases. But I'm not calling bear rats silver rat snakes. Okay, straight up though, you should. <laughs> I that's actually pretty cool. No. I'm sorry. A uh, very, a very prominent Just, breeder in this hobby uh, produced and bred bear dye and called them metallic rat snakes for a very long time. Well, I don't like that either. Well, it's just call like it, just call it beards, man. Why we got to church it up? Well, call, call a spade a spade. If we call a spade a spade, sounds like you believe in taxonomy. You know what I mean? So where do we go from? I there? believe in in like real and good taxonomy. How about that? What has good taxonomy? Uh, whoever the guy was that decided that that persinum and rhino should not be in Ganyasoma until someone came and decided to take a big old leak all over that. We're, we're, I, okay, let's. Uh, while we're sitting here talking about taxonomy, let's talk about obsoleta, right? We're all on board that the old taxonomy for obsoleta before they were lumped is correct, right? One more time. Uh, we 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 all we all follow the old taxonomy for obsoleta. We believe that the original uh, splitting of those species is correct, right? I like splitting everything. I'm still. I shouldn't participate in a taxonomy. I'm still pissed off that mutton made it so that my uh, novas are the same as all the rest of them, and I can't get it named Harrisonish instead of Harrisoni. So, Harrisonish. Yeah, <laughs> I I think I you know I don't I don't, don't know much about carpets, but I would say that novas kind of do uh, hold their they're they're a little different, um, yeah. and and they would probably from what I I, you know, I got to see some with Billy, uh, they're they're very different from uh, IJs or, or uh, pa, uh, papayas, um, <laughs> and 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 so they they may they may be a different but I mean how do you go study that animal right like that's the other thing you have to go find these things in the wild and you've got to. So that that's a difficult one to kind of kind of figure out. Create Coral of us said Dave Kaufman said they are red rats, and it's like, yeah, he also had a whole video talking about how milk snakes shouldn't be called milk snakes because they're technically a king snake. It was like that's splitting hairs. I don't know. I just everything's got to be. Every the problem is, is so much stuff. It like has to be something different. It has to be something unique. Like you have, everyone has to. Not everyone, but people have to be the, the guy that has the one thing and no one else. You know, like the novelty holds so much weight. You know, quote unquote novelty. I'll say at that, not, not genuine. I don't know. I'm old. Get off my lawn, okay? Yeah, I mean the names, they're for us to distinguish them. Sometimes yeah. we have to go back to the snakes. Don't fucking care what their name is. That's but. true. But it does help us sort shit out, and it gives us something to argue about. I, I genuinely, I, I think you're completely correct there, Joe. I, I don't think how we taxonomically, taxonomically—that's that's actually a word now. I just made it up. Nobel Prize. Yeah. Uh, 
how we look at it through taxonomy or how we look at it through locality or how we look at it through generation or how we look at it through line breeding, right? We have these lineages, we have these lines, right? Like this is a this line, this is a that line. I don't think any of that matters. And the only time it really matters is when this, and I don't mean for this to, to sound uh, too political, but when, 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 when the government gets involved and tells us what something is, right? Mm-hmm. When, when, when somebody that necessarily they're, they're, their bias is based on taxonomy, right? Like I, I know that uh, Holly, you actually made a good comment about this scaleless in Illinois. Uh, scaleless because it showed up through root beer cone corns uh, in Europe, right? Because of that, somebody got a hold of that and decided that well, these are hybrids. They have some amount of MRI in them, right? Like a scaleless corn snake is never going to survive in the wild in Illinois. Uh, I would be shocked if a corn snake would survive in the wild in Illinois with y'all's undoubtedly freezing temperatures often. Uh, and yes, there are MRI there. And, and I understand that if it's a protected species in the state, uh, if they have found one, maybe that's something you shouldn't have. But what, at what point does the government get to step in and say, well, this is now what it is, even though taxonomy changes on a damn near monthly basis, it seems like sometimes or yearly basis. Uh, that's when it becomes deleterious to the hobby, right? That's when it becomes a problem for all of us. And so taxonomy's wasted on the government. <laughs> and so are taxes. And here we are. Well, no, it's like, why are we going to tell people that this one, you know, a difference of a split anal plate versus a singular anal plate. And then, you know, a couple extra scales on the, on the, you know, preoculars or whatever is going to warrant something should be a new species should be protected. When this, those people that are saying, yeah, you're right. Can't, tell me what a garter snake is compared to you know a carpet python yeah exactly it's just i don't know i don't know uh 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 uh, hayden actually just made a comment in the uh in the uh chat he says that's why people call scaleless corns rat corns uh so yeah the original story for uh scaleless corn snakes uh in europe a, uh, a gentleman was breeding uh, root beer corns. So a root beer corn is an MRI to a, to a Gutatis uh, hybrid. And they're gorgeous. And we have friends that work with them, and they're, they're beautiful snakes. Uh, that's where the creamsicles come from. And creamsicles are some of the most beautiful uh, base M- uh, AML types. Um, and, yeah, so he hatched a scaleless corn. Uh, it some, somehow made its way to America, and it kind of uh, popularized from there. Uh, again, neat-looking snakes. I think they're badass-looking. Um uh, really, really, really fun, and it, they're completely healthy in the hobby, and we've proven that over many generations. There's, there's scaleless corns in the 15, 20 year old range, uh, and yeah, so that was originally a, a hybrid, and so it, we, every single scaleless corn snake holds to it some amount of genetics from the original uh, MRI lineage. Um, the question we can all go back and say is, did that come from the MRI? Did that come from the uh, Gatatis? Something made it uh, made it a thing. Eric's here uh, holding up something. Neat looking. It looks like an albino. That's pretty cool. I don't know what that is. What are we looking at, Eric? Scale is diffused. Albino. Really cool. That's badass. This came out of the egg. It's creepy and cool. It's like Alice Cooper. Breaking the law. <laughs> and you're you here rebel. Uh, 
but but then again, I think I think there's purchase to be said. You know, uh, 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 I don't know. It doesn't need to get turned into a political conversation. Uh, but uh, the second we start having dampers put on our hobby uh, based off of oddities. I don't think I don't think that's the right way to do it, and I, I think that'll hopefully over time solve itself and, and kind of whittle itself out. Yeah. Do you guys have, uh, Chris? Do you have statewide things that you can't have? I know certain cities, counties, things like that. You have regulations, but do you have like here? Really, the only I can keep native oh, go ahead. rattlesnakes aside yeah. from one species. But I can't keep, you know, I couldn't keep copperhead, things like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so te Texas is pretty open. Uh, there's, there's nothing we can't have. Um, there's, there's numbers of things we can't have. Um, I can have Louisiana pine snakes, which are completely extinct in Texas. There hasn't been one found in Texas since I believe the '40s or '50s, uh, and there was very only a couple found. Uh, their habitat so is when you gone. Were you the one that found them, or? Uh, this was, this, I did not, um, I, though I was alive in the forties and fifties. Um, I, I think I'm older than you, but I'm not going to skip old jokes <laughs> when I can get them. Uh, no, no, I, I, I have gone and looked, but there's, there's none left. Uh, but no, the, 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 the thing that Texas is more worried about is what you sell. Um, okay. Texas will allow you to have up to six of, of even endangered species, uh, reticulated collared lizards, I believe are still on the list. Uh, they have white listed and black listed certain species. So I can have uh, Texas indigos now and I can actually breed them and I can ship them. There's nothing nothing against that, uh, but I'm not allowed to sell them. Uh, also reticulated uh, coleonics, the, the coleonics reticulatus. Um, I can have and breed. Uh, I'm not allowed to sell. Um, if I am selling native Texas species, I have to have a uh, Texas native tax identification system for non-game species so if i'm selling gray bandits in texas uh i have to you know what i mean i have to do that i don't sell gray bands in texas i don't i have actually not really ever sold uh many gray bands anyways uh, but after you get past the number is always six for some reason if you get past six um you have to you have to be able to uh prove if you're selling it in texas if you're selling it out of state for some reason it's completely okay uh, now, I don't work with Texas Indigos. I don't work with Reticulatus yet. Uh, I will someday, hopefully, work with Reticulatus, uh, Coleonics Reticulatus. Um, but there are some species, uh, the Reticulated Collared Lizard is, is kind of in that camp. Of you're not, you can have them, uh, you can collect them, uh, but you're, you're not supposed to uh, sell them. Um, and that, that's kind of one of the weird things. It's like, I can ship you an animal that I've produced, but I cannot sell you an animal I've produced. I recently uh, sent Dr. Lofman uh, and Jake, uh, uh, Jacob Bratz, um, some black pine sticks. Didn't sell them to him. I just sent them to him. Uh, there was right. no money exchange hands at all. Uh, you know, and, and Dr. Lockman was one of the ones that actually cleared that rule up for me. Uh, you can ship these animals. You can gift them, especially if it's to a school. Uh, that's totally okay. Uh, but you just can't sell them. And Texas is very strict about a lot of this stuff. You can't sell it. Uh, and so, so if there's any proof that money exchange hands, they're, you know, they probably get fussy and, and Texas is uh, very fussy. Um, but yeah, there, there may be a couple of endangered species. I know we have one of the racers, the, the, the blue racer. Some There's there's, there's a very uh, rare racer that lives here uh, that's endangered. Um, it's, and, and I think some of the liar snakes, uh, we have a cat-eyed liar snake that I believe is endangered. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's kind of just 
based off that, Texas kind of lets you do whatever you want. Now, my city uh, does have some uh, rules and regulations based on keeping. Um, but yeah, Texas, Texas is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty chill with most of it. Right. So then, Holly, does that mean you can't have, I mean, I don't know how anyone would be able to tell, but you can't have a root beer corn? Because it's I don't got... actually know the answer to that. Because okay. <laughs> um, I do have a het scalus that looks very emery. Okay. So <laughs> I hope not, because that would suck. But Justin, why don't you unmute, unmute Eric and he can tell us. Eric, what was the question? So what is now without permits? Okay. Yeah, scale. Yeah, all the, the yeah the scales all need permits because of the MRI. We haven't found an MRI in Illinois since 1980. In fact, the last place I know an MRI was ever at there's a Walmart sitting on top of it now. I live, and the funny thing is, I live right on the border of Iowa. Iowa, there's Emory Eye in Iowa too, and you can have them over there. So, I mean, it's just a matter of our state's uh, perpetologists making that law. Right. Huh. Well, yeah, sadly, one of the things is. <laughs> they don't exist here anymore, but in order, like. <laughs> yeah. And, and the They're not here anymore, but that means you can't have them too. If we can't have them, no one will. And, and what sucks is probably the same biologists that are in charge of any type of herpetology. It's the last thing on their mind, right? Like they're they're probably worried about some kind of uh, you know newt or something that is 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 getting run over by Walmart's. Like you said, uh, they're, they're they're not worried yeah, about what they're going to have. Yeah, they're not worried about private collections or, or, or the impact it has on the hobby. Local populations those take a backseat to to Walmart's and Dollar Generals and all that other stuff. You know. Yeah, that's why I can't find Cal Kings in my town anymore and why I haven't seen a fucking ringneck since I was in third grade. But yeah, cool. Hey. Elizabeth, how are you doing today? Oh, that's really loud. I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, barbecue and Fit asked a great question. I, I, I've seen uh, Morph Market where they have stuff labeled as jungle corn. What is that? So jungle corn is a California king snake and a corn snake hybrid. Um, they're really pretty enough already. Yeah, but they're they're really weird, uh, and and a lot of times they are infertile. Uh, it's you know cross genus species hybrid. Uh, cool snakes, uh, but you know uh, they're kind of they're very pretty. They're very uh very random from what I've seen. The uh, parrot disagrees. Let's say, oh my, thank God, somebody has a bird. I thought that was. Over I'm here. so sorry. I thought he would be asleep by now, and he's not. <laughs> I'm just happy that somebody knew what it was. <laughs> he wants he says, let me out. He wants yeah, freedom. He wants out. He's a brat. He's a Quaker. His name's Oatmeal. He's a I want Quaker. a parrot so bad. You want a parrot like, a so bad? Weird religious cultist? Yeah, dude. Come take this one. He's a pain in the butt. I'll cook it. You need it. I was walking through my house at like three o'clock the other morning, and he whispered his name in like this really creepy demonic Oh hell place. no! I almost killed him. <laughs> so he's my favorite bird now. Oh no! No, any any animal that's like a three in the morning scare the soul out of you. Like I love that shit. No. 
Because then I so can children. pretend there's not actually ghosts. It's just my stupid frogs being an asshole. I like your bird now. So just children. Oh, dude, the demonic sounds we hear through our house with the lychees is so funny when people come over and it's like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. You just hear like, rah, 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 and it's like. We have pet gremlins in the other room. Yeah. And then I actually we got, got, him, a, we got him wet. A fucking living gremlin just like screaming at the top of her lungs, and like punching holes in the walls because she's my child. She doesn't sleep. Are you setting him free? Yeah, no. That's not a parrot. Oh, Ooh, that's not a parrot. Oh, little baby. That's a different kind look of this goblin. Little, little chum chum goblin. You look very confused. She's being fussy. Hi. Hello. The parrot's probably like, this is some bullshit. Oh, he cries <laughs> like the baby. So like, maybe, maybe. Maybe if I cry like the baby, they'll think that I am the baby and they'll they'll come hold me. He's really good at it, too. Like, if I have her in the living room in her swing or her jumper or whatever, uh, he's in the living room, too, and I'll be, like, in the kitchen or in another room, and I hear fussing or crying, and I come running in here. It's it's the bird. (laughs) I just, I need to, I don't know. I want, I want a parrot, but, like, Every now and then, our PetSmart has has some Quakers and some stuff, and I'm like, I know surely if if I know what the sort of the the deal is with PetSmart reptiles, I'm sure with birds, it's probably not any different. So I'm like, eh. do you like demonic toddlers? Because that's basically what a parrot is. I will I will train it to not be a demonic toddler. And if you my if, own personal chupacabra, if you really don't want a demonic toddler, don't get a Quaker. They had one at my local pet smart. They named him Kobe because he had a little basketball hoop with a basketball attached to like a chain. And they said he would just hang out and like shoot threes all day long. That's funny. (laughs) Got Bill from Coal Black Exotics in the chat. What's up, Bill? How you doing, man? Red rat nerds. What is Eric doing? Oh, man. He's working. He's working. Is Alex working too? I don't know where uh, he went. He just disappeared. He just disappeared. You showed up. Uh, he's at later. Eric's Eric's doing the Lord's work over there with a thousand babies. Ah. Keep showing us cool stuff. What's he got in his hands right here? A handful of pinks. Eat them. Give you five bucks cool. to eat them right now. Uh, don't do that. My old boss. Um, swear to God, if he does, I'm gonna pee. <laughs> I can't remember. Holly, what I don't it. think you've said one word. My allergies are horrible. I've been trying, trying so hard not to cough this whole time. Ali, uh, uh, Holly um, went over axolotls and their penis transformation with us. That was actually quite exciting. Uh, did you know that axolotls uh, turn into penises? Uh, it's very exciting. Turn into penises? Yes. Uh, you get to Google Into it different penises. I know that a duck can change the size of its penis based off of its competition nearby. Uh, so I think a lot of people do that mentally, too. (laughs) Okay, so a little while ago, my daughter asked, like, can I come and say hi to everybody on the podcast? I'm like, no, baby, you remember the carpet fest when you got mad? Like, the language is worse this time. You can't come here right now. And (laughs) it's all because of Chris. It's just Chris. I'm on beer it's number usually seven, guys. me. We this can't be making weird. these comments. Come on now. Oh, what I miss we, were also, uh, we were also discussing how great Castagna is and how it needs to be put into everything and everything. 
Like Tessera? Like everything and anything. No. <laughs> everything. No, Tessera everything, damn it. Not Tessera, Anya. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill May not to not to side rail this wonderful conversation about stuff. Um, Bill said it's only ungodly hot down here. He's in Texas right now, uh, and he said, "How do you desert people do this?" Well, it's kind of fun. Um, I have desert heat and the humidity of the ocean that is 500 feet from me. Uh, so the answer is, uh, about how I do this, I don't know. I'm stupid. Um, so just suffer we, in silence. Yeah, we at just least, suffer in silence. At least you have ocean wind. I just have humidity of like swamp oh that's right up where you're at is just insanely swampy you're like louisiana yeah. adjacent yeah and god it has been hot lately what part of texas is he in uh i believe he's in el paso right now somewhere some, yeah uh, near the border official work that must be oh nice. he's in oh he's in tucson right now oh he's in arizona uh so yeah he's probably real hot oh um, no arizona should be fucking illegal that the heat there is miserable <laughs> I think it's actually the work he's doing right now. Something about Arizona being illegal. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, Arizona has a very special level of heat. But what's beautiful about Arizona, the same thing as beautiful about West Texas, is at night it, it, it cools down and, it, and it's usually pretty nice. Dude, a lot of you say that, but when we were in Texas at night and it was still like triple digits in Big Bend, wasn't all that, uh, all that, all that refreshing. At least it's, it's, we don't have the humidity. Yeah, the humidity is what gets you. Oh it's God, the I'm humidity. Old. I said it. I said the thing. I oh, said it's humidity it's... that gets you. <laughs> Sorry, we're all embarrassed for you. Yeah. Oh, well, goodness. Well, uh, Elizabeth, you're on here now. Uh, how are things going in the collection? Uh, good. I've got. Let's see. My first clutch is due to hatch like mid July. Um. So. We'll kick things off strong with some palmettos. First thing, first rattle out of the box. Nice. Uh, I finally got eggs from my het scaleless female that I paired to our micro scaleless male. Um, so it'll be fun to see kind of how that inherits on either side. Uh, I've got, I think, like five females left that I don't know if they've bred or not. I've just kind of had them with males. Uh, so hopefully they go this year and then. I have mm, maybe three that I'll double clutch if they'll do it for me. But we're pretty much just sitting on our hands and waiting at this point. Nice. Yeah, some of that some of that Paul Metal stuff's gonna be really neat. My microscale's a, a really neat one. I, I, I keep looking at it and I, I keep trying to decide if I like it or not. It, it it's it's like scaleless adjacent. Scaleless is kind of the same thing for me. It's I, a I, prerequisite. Oh, I, I, mm -hmm. I think at some point in my collection, I need a scaleless annery just because the way they look, they're, they're so damn cool. I, I don't know what it is with scaleless annery. They're, they're so pretty, uh, but scaleless still, you know, kind of freaks me out. But yeah, the, the micro scaleless are really, really cool looking, kind of a different thing. Yeah, they're pretty trippy. Um, if you want to step it up a notch on your scaleless annery, add dilute into it and get you a scaleless blue. Yeah. You know, I, I still kind of regret I, I sold my, my, uh, blue motley's yeah you idiot uh, you know I, I i gotta say it as babies those are some of the coolest looking snakes as adults blue motley's are not that appealing i, I don't get out of here i just didn't really like them i, I you know I, I still i've gone back and i've looked at the pictures because you know i've got thirty thousand pictures on my phone that i don't know how to upload to the internet and uh 
I, I still look at those blue bottles. I've gone back and looked at those pictures. So I'm like, no, I made the right decision. That wasn't the that wasn't the more for me. That wasn't the uh, that wasn't the that wasn't the thing for my collection. It just didn't it didn't it didn't tickle my fancy. I guess it's just me though. It's just me. Okay, so you have Dilute scaleless. Is Dilute not? Um, you know how like uh, when you have a lavender scaleless, you can't fucking tell it's lavender. I always thought dilute was similar to that, but is it? Is it not just scale deep? I guess I haven't worked with who, it. Who was that question directed towards? I guess you. Uh, you oh, I think you're the only one that has. I mean, oh, I don't have scaleless scaleless dilute stuff yet. Oh, okay, um, sorry, I've got stuff. No, I've got stuff to make it. Um, I got some head stuff from Ian this year. Um, I, I I don't know that I've actually seen a scaleless blue um right. ian might have some I'll, I'll shoot him a message later he's sleeping now i'm sure but i can shoot him a message later and see if he has any if, if he sends pictures i can send it to you guys yeah i would definitely be interested to see because yeah like you were saying scaleless lavender is not pretty at all not at all right. what you would expect it to look like yeah it's it was really strange and I love how shocked everybody got when it happened because anytime mm -hmm. we discover something new, some weird new combination, it's really fun to see. Well, that's because it's a, an actual scale mutation, right? right. Not a the pigment. It's right. hard to do that when it doesn't have scales. I guess you just kind of assume that it would be the same color just minus the scales because like the annery scaleless annery looks similar to a regular annery and right. scaleless okati looks similar to a regular okati and same with amyl um i guess you would just kind of assume it would be the same color just sand scales but it's not the case with lavender <laughs> right and i just wonder is it something where like it's changing is it changing the way that light's refracting and so we're getting a different reflection back because mm -hmm. i've studied light theory way too much in my life or is it just like, no, that's just the color of its skin and the scales have nothing to do with it. I'm really curious about yeah. what pops out when that happens. Because, I mean, there's there's species of mammals uh, like dogs and cows where they have one color hair and then their skin is a completely different color. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it would be like that with scales versus skin on snakes. Yeah, I just want everyone else to do it because I don't want the scales in my house because it's creepy. <laughs> It's it's not He's for everybody. Me. I've had a I've had a lot of people mention to me that scaleless it just creeps them out when they feel it, and that's okay because it's not for everybody. My micro scaleless he kind of creeps me out because he's scaleless, but then he has these teeny tiny little scales all over him, and they're all different sizes, and they're in a random pattern, and it's very strange. Yeah, they'll end up in this house at some point. My daughter loves them, and so at some point, any time that I can. Like, yes, let's also get this one more project because I thought it was cool, but yeah, she wants it, so we'll get it, and it will let me hold off on getting blue tongues for a while. <laughs> I, I, had a, I, I had blue tongues for a while. They're, they're disgusting. <laughs> they're, they're really gross animals. They're really fun to feed, though. I love how Eric's just randomly handling, like, multiple snakes. <laughs> oh, look how cool that thing is. Oh, it's a scaleless. Yeah. It's a burn victim. 
Stop it. Skelis Annery? Caramel? I can't tell. He froze right there just like that. Perfect. <laughs> granite. Annery, maybe? Granite. Is it caramel? Is it caramel? Annery? I love trying to guess because he's not talking. Caramel. It's me. caramel. There we go. <laughs> I like the morph charades with Eric. That's <laughs> that's great. Keep that this going. Is more fun. I want him to learn ASL, but I also just like it better this way. <laughs> What's yeah, your... all hell breaks loose when we unmute him. What's your uh, <laughs> Rosie? Your your plan for the Ladies Island stuff down the line? So, I mean, maybe next year they'll just go together. I named them Luke and Leo with the plans that the name implies. But then I also, you know, you have one of the parents was different. You had two males. You'd swap the males. Think yeah, later. there's two different, two different males. One got paired one year in 2021 and then one got paired in 2022. Right. To so the same female. So, yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe another pair from the other pairing at some point on down the line. And then... I mean, you know, I want to put Pewter to everything, so... But then I've also got the other project that I'm also going to plug Pewter into, because I've got the weirdos from Carol. Um, Ooh, I think it, actually, it depends on what Carol pops out for those weirdos this year, and if I'm going to need to add the entire clutch. I'm totally not going to talk to her about that later and then send some of you guys some. Um, but, yes, yeah, for those, I want to see... I want to see what just pops out of that first clutch for the ladies island. And then maybe I'm just going to burke the whole clutch and see who grows up, how and decide, you know, am I going to go for that really nice chestnut that I had as a kid? Or am I going to go for, you know, the more mahogany saddles, the fucking saddles on those things. Are gorgeous. Um, so yeah, it's hard to tell right now because they're just these pretty wild types and I don't necessarily want to go like thick border, red, orange, right? Those right. have a place, but they're done. I want to see what these guys pop out first, and then, you know, with you also still producing them, and then, I don't know, didn't Jake had a pair? Somebody else had some too. I want to see, you know, where everybody goes because I think we're all going to pick for different stuff. But for me right now, I want to see maybe a, a lighter. A little bit less of a melanin wash or tan along the base color. See if I can just bring out some of that kind of warm brown tone. Yeah. And then the borders can do what they're going to do on their own. And we'll just see. You know, like really pretty so brown I'd, snakes. My partner makes fun of all the brown snakes. I did say that next year is probably going to be a light corn year. But um, I should have one of the... 2021 males ready to go to pair back to that female right and for whatever reason if i don't jake has has one from i think that same clutch but that's the next sort of step in the whole line thing is happening there which i'm i'm really anxious to see and i'm excited about yeah that front that new frontier of not knowing what's going to come out what's going to happen yeah, it's just fun, and I would love, hopefully, there's still a chance that I'm going to get out to uh, my grandfather's house in 
in Virginia. We've got to go and help clear the house out pretty soon. And so I might be able to go and take a look around the property. There's still, um, there's two decent size plots that my family has. One of them is like, it's got the family cemetery on it. Apparently that side of my family has been here a while. And then my grandfather's house that we're selling. But if I can dig around the yard and flip over every single brick rock piece of grass in that yard, find a few corns there and then get them home to myself and have sort of, you know, grandpa's backyard, little line of corns. That would be pretty fucking cool too. Yeah. I don't even That'd be really look neat. like I want them. I am supposed to be getting my hands on a pair of the spring Island corns. Hopefully nice. within the next couple of weeks, which I'm super excited about because I'm I'm thoroughly convinced that those those beat the the hunt club stuff like without question, just in terms of the overall, you know, phenotype of them and stuff. I don't know. Like they're if we were ever gonna call corns red rats, which we're not <laughs> those would probably be the closest thing because those things right. are freaking red but I'm not going to give Montrose the satisfaction that's I mean you know what you gotta do what you gotta do Liz is here we can just call everything a pink rat you're the only person that's ever shown me what they actually look like in a photograph that's been amazing yeah the pink stuff is not easy it, <laughs> it does not come without without work <laughs> yeah I spend I spend probably at least 20 or 30 minutes per pink snake just taking pictures it's well worth it those pictures are amazing you know i kind of retired from being a semi-pro uh photographer for most of my life and i can't do that i don't have that patience and see well i appreciate it but uh it really sucks because i don't i don't even really know how to work my camera (laughs) i uh i just kind of take like maybe 15 pictures on each setting and see which one comes out the best. I mean, the camera's like half the battle. The uh, Getting them to sit still long enough to get a decent picture is, is the issue. That's why I like that wood that they can kind of like prop up on. I like um, like pieces of wood that have uh, parts that kind of like stick up in the air at the risk of sounding inappropriate like- here. <laughs> <laughs> It just kind of um, like slows them down long enough to to mm-hmm. get photos of them. Yeah. And a lot of times if you, I like <laughs> evening natural light. Um, just in the evening when you can like barely see the outlines of the trees anymore against the sky. I really like that kind of lighting for pink snakes. Uh, our yard, our backyard doesn't sit well for morning light and I'm not up when the sun is coming up. I don't get out of bed until like 10 o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> early morning is not happening for me, but uh, I can't do anything in my front yard because we live in a neighborhood in an HOA and I don't want people screaming because I'm coming in and out of my house with snakes because they think a corn snake is going to eat their child or their cat, heaven forbid. But uh, yeah, I like if you give them something that's kind of like propped up in the air that they can perch on they don't move quite as much um and sometimes you just have to kind of wait them out and let them get tired and right then they'll sit for you and i have some uh 
one of my snakes, Elvira, she's a normal lava cinder anal annery. She doesn't sit still for anything. I have had that snake for three years and I have not gotten a single good picture of her because she is a freaking idiot. Yeah, it's tough. I, yeah, I can't see it. It is really snake. hard. Yeah. I, you know, I, I had this weird oddity that happened in my brain today where I was like, all right, I need to take <laughs> pictures of snakes to actually sell them this year. And I see all these beautiful pictures, you know, Eric, you, you, Elizabeth, uh, JT take. I was like, all right, I'm going to take some pictures of some snakes. I'm going to post for sale. And, and I started taking pictures today and I was like, oh man, I don't know what I'm doing. But hey, I mean, to I'll be in Corpus here in a couple weeks. I can bring my camera. We might have to do that. I, I've got to figure it out. I've, I've got mouse sent the photo booth. There you go. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. With geckos, I don't know. I'm holding a gecko right now. Uh, I could take a picture of a gecko all day long, and I, I usually get it right. And, I, and it's just snakes are tough, man. They're, they're just. No, colubrids are tough because I don't have colubrids any issues taking pictures of the green trees. I have nothing but problems trying to get pictures of the corns, the bears, the brettles python, you know, any of the Asian stuff. Like, those are even harder because those skills oh, no. oh, stay still even more. No. You know, it's just, it's, it's frustrating. I could not take a picture of a, of a Chinese beauty to save my life. I just have to rip the tub open and snap a picture. While yeah, you got to do it before they realize what's going on. Yeah. Or a bamboo rat. I had a bamboo rat once, yeah. and oh god, no! I it was very much wishful thinking trying to take a decent picture of that stupid snake. Rhinos are kind of the exception because the rhinos are usually just out sitting, anyways, not moving. Yeah, but as soon as you like pick them up and take them out, they're they're moving constantly. So I guess those and the percentum are kind of the same way. But the percentum, once they realize what's going on, then it's just all hell breaks loose and they're they're ready to go yeah i think all y'all need leopard the geckos man ready. dude these things are so cool Ugh. i hate leopard geckos no that, that no. requires me to either keep bugs or go get bugs and i finally got rid of my dubia colony and i don't want to get more bugs i think leopard geckos are easier than colubrids i don't know they're so fun they're so i've got one around here somewhere i don't know oh i'm not they're in the right so... room never mind they're like usually just so calm and pretty and just like I, I like to solve them. Had some as a kid. Yeah. They were cool. Yeah. I don't know. I I the only I mean, literally the only reason they're in my collection is because of my daughter. She's in love with them. She comes in and plays with them constantly. And then I start playing with them. I'm like, oh, you have eyelids, I love you. I don't know. All maybe the eyelid I, geckos are just great. Maybe I can convince Katie to let me get a parrot. A parrot Wait, you're back on the parrots. Oh, well, man. she won't. She won't let me keep venomous again. So, um, we gotta have a compromise somewhere. Can we listen you to you your... for the first time? Because I want to hear that laugh. Huh? What? What's that? I was gonna say, can we? Uh, can we listen to you, Smitty? Ask her just the first time. Can I get a parrot? Because I really want to hear her laugh. I think she she'd be more open to that than than the than the venomous thing. Because she's seen yeah. the parrots. She saw Kobe the the Quaker at at PetSmart and liked him a lot too. So yeah. do you not have a, do you not have Boiga anymore? No, no. I got rid of those when the, you know, when the, the ban was on the table with South Carolina, uh, yeah. you know, it was probably a little premature, 
but Terry Burwell has him. He's upstate, so I guess if I ever wanted to get back into him, which you know, one day I may, but space right now yeah. it ain't happening. You know, those. But yeah, I, you know, I, I I joke around about being you know nervous with venomous and rear fang and stuff like that, but I, I think I think I would love to work with some lepidus. I, I just what a what a it's, you know it's a alternate adjacent species. I was so very close to getting her sold on pygmy rattlers. So close. Pygmies are cool, man. So I want to, I want a speckled rattler really bad. Yeah, specks are nice. Ooh, or blacktails. Ooh, blacktails are gorgeous. West Texas blacktails are just oh, they're little. They're they're not big. Look, at Eric's got a picture of a. What's a Massasauga? Massasawa. Massasawa are gorgeous. Those are really neat to find because they're little tiny things and they're just so spunky. Just, I wouldn't mind full. Aatrox again. Like I, the Aatrox I had was fun. It was got one tattooed, man. It's my that favorite, was uh, one of my favorite animals. I don't know how to do it, but it's on my. <laughs> it kept things yeah. interesting, but that was a fun, uh, it's a fun, fun species. It, you know, Aatrox have, have have a very special spot in my heart. Obviously, you know, it's a South Texas squirrel. I literally see more Aatrox South than I do squirrels. Texas squirrel. I see more Aatrox than I do squirrels. That's oh, my bird. Uh, Why don't you just show him? He's probably awake, hanging out. Um, because he has recently he realized that he can fly, and as soon as he comes out of his cage, he flies. And I am four foot eleven, so when he flies on top of something, I cannot get him down. He just stands there and laughs. He does, <laughs> and he actually does laugh. He mimics my laugh, and it's really annoying. I didn't realize how much <laughs> I hated my laugh until my bird started doing it all the time. Wait till your kid does it. Oh yeah. He hasn't, your learned any, he hasn't learned any cuss words yet, which is shocking. Yeah, mine would pick up a few. My kid says my cuss words, too. It's super cute. My kid swears um, more than I do. It's amazing. My daughter's first word is either going to be shit or fuck, 100%. Yeah. Possibly both. Especially <laughs> at, like... Fuck! Especially uh, going to the expos with us all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you see some mouthy people at expos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the expos can be kind of rough for kids. I, I've been t- bringing my daughter uh, now to the expos. And she, it's, yeah, a little rough. A little rough. Earmuffs. But yeah, Justin, get some, get some Aatrox, man. They're, they're, man, what a, what, a, what a spunky animal. What, a, what an attitude-filled I think, I mean, in terms of, like, getting experience and working with Venomous, I think they're, they're a pretty good candidate for that because – you know, especially if you get one that's that's pretty high strong, which I mean, a lot of them are. They're yeah, they're going to teach you to to definitely pay attention to what you're doing and keep you on your toes. It's not going to be as easy as some of the other stuff that's just going to go from hook to bucket. You know, no problem. Like that Aatrox I had, man. She was anytime I had to do cleaning or water changes, it was it was like phone went phone went on silent. You know. Yeah, made sure that because at the time I was living with a roommate, you know, told him, "Hey, I'm in the room. Like, don't come in there. I'm, I'm, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be live." And uh, you know, it was nothing but what was going on in front of me. And that thing was, it's much easier when you when you expect it and you know what they're gonna do. Like that particular animal, like knowing yeah. that it was gonna do laps around the cage before it finally decided to shoot out. And um, but in terms of like species, I think to to sort of gain experience from and. In particular, with with you know pit vipers that don't ride a hook very well. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a good species for it. You know, it's it's all about that under, understanding, especially with venomous, the understanding between the keeper and the kept. 
and, and, and getting it to <laughs> getting it to uh, and enough to say that. God damn it! And, and, uh, like cover yourself in ketchup. No, I'm back. serious. You know, it's once once the understanding is there, uh, the the animal will reflect your emotions, and it's 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 symbiotic at that point, and we all need to be conscious of that. I think with venomous. I really, the only real experience I have, like, native venomous, uh, the only thing around me are Oregonus, so the Northern Pacifics. Yeah. I don't love them, but they're just... Like Norpacks a- are awesome, dude. I they're, love, I like the Northerns way more than the Southerns. They're so mellow. Compared like, to the Southerns, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. And then, I mean, I've been, I've had interactions with Sidewinders, too, and those are probably my favorite. I fucking love those things, but yeah, the northern sidewinders are badass. They're they're so good. And they just kind of hang out. Like my daughter, oh my god, the first time we spotted a northern, we were at um, Pinnacles National Park. I told her ahead of time, baby, you find me a rattlesnake, I'll give you fifty bucks. Yeah. She was probably six or seven at the time. But she's having a fucking miserable time. It's hot as shit. Walked up I holding think. one, like here you go. No, I've got her trained slightly better. Um, she uh, she walks ahead of us on the trail a little bit, and then all of a sudden she calls out, "Snake, rattlesnake!" And we walk up, and I find her, and it's curled up there, and it's all beautiful, and just hanging out by um, a metal manhole, getting some extra heat, and give her a great big hug and set her down. I'm excited. I'm almost in tears. Like my baby found a rattlesnake. This is great. And she just looks at foot me and holds her hand out, waiting for the fifty bucks. Like you little shit. And I mean, I paid her still, but yeah. <laughs> it just hung out and, you know, I had a hook with me, which normally the national park sort of discourages if they see it, but it's collapsible so I can hide it. And I just had it out waiting and eventually she got kind of bored and she trailed off and there were some, you know, great German tourists that like, it's okay, guys, just stay back for a minute. It's going to go into this bush over here and then you can continue on your hike. With your giant two-liter bottle of Diet Coke, everything's great. Um, but yeah, I don't. I haven't really played with anything not California native as far as rattlers go. So I haven't gotten to see any attitude. They've always been behind glass, and just all of them are pissed off behind glass. Yeah. What do you What do you got there, Eric? What kind of a what What critter is that? It's a Northern Pacific. We're just talking. About. <laughs> Looks like a pituophis. Yeah. I'm on. Un- yeah. Oh, it's Lydia Atacolis, isn't it? He froze. That thing is. I muted me by look, Here we go. Look at that. Yep, lime pine. <laughs> You're all talking about venomous snakes and stuff to work with. It was kind of a close candidate. At least mine are. <laughs> She's actually here's behaving my, herself. Here's my monocle cobra. Here's my monocle cobra. That's huge. That huge. Wow. Wow. That's really pretty. That's really pretty. That is definitely a, a, you know, a dream species yeah, a dream for me. Species to, for me to, I keep working at it. <laughs> they didn't go this year. That's a, the that's a handful there. They, they kind of look like subox. They're the, they're the southernmost reaching uh, species of Pichophis, and they're massive. And they usually have really shitty attitudes. 
We what just an animal. It's huge. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That pattern is so cool. You know what that needs? <laughs> Anya. That needs to be in my hands. God, dude. Lineata Collis. Yeah, pitch you open to Lineata Collis. Lineata Collis. Uh, there's uh, there's another subspecies that's adjacent to those, the Gibsoni. And those are all very south of Mexico. They uh, they range further than the, the Jani. They go down to the Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, they're they're very very uncommon in the pet trade. Tough to breed, uh, tough to keep, uh, but what a what a what a pretty animal! Wow. Yeah, that thing was cool. Well. Oh, and of course you probably got smussed pretty hard. Oh yeah. Hold your hands up like that. <laughs> yep. Well, we're yeah. at two and a half hours. Is there any closing remarks? You mean y'all don't want to stay on here all night? I mean, I will. <laughs> I ain't got nothing going on. It's a four-day weekend. Oh, I have to work Monday, and then I'm off Tuesday again. Yeah, I mean, next time... What? Like, who has specters? We should bring... like Get them to yeah. tell me where all the specters mm -hmm. are. Where'd they all go? Yeah, I don't know what happened to those, the heliconas. Where I think that's really what they say that. need to get yeah. uh, Donovan on for that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he worked with a lot of that stuff. We'll get him on again, actually, because didn't we? He was like one of the earlier episodes. That was a great really? episode. Yeah, I'll have to go back and check. I that don't one. think we we didn't even. I think we talked about it very briefly, but we we didn't even really touch on the whole Spectre thing very very long. So he was on Snakes and Stogies. Was it Snakes and Stogies? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't okay. know if y'all can see my pictures. There's a, a picture of his vertebralis. JT has he specters. said he, he said he hates specters. <laughs> it's like Jeopardy. I don't got, know, is, can is, I get a T for two hundred? Is my video coming through? We've got Wheel of Fortune in the comments, and we've got charades in the video. <laughs> this is my little pride and joy. That's really Evil pretty, man. Chris. Yeah, these are these are the Pitchiopus vertebralis, the Cape Baja gopher snakes, and they took five years, but I bred them this year, and I've got five beautiful eggs from them. I thought I was your 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 uh, pride and joy. You are, you are, Daddy. Whoa! Okay. But these are that, that's right. a five year old five year old big male, right? Small, tiny little. That's guys. a beast. Look at that! It's a, a record breaker. <laughs> absolute monster. Are they yeah, a smaller they're, species? They're uh, one of the smallest species of pitchovers. Okay. I mean, I've got, I've got corn snakes about that size. The anti-northern. I kind of yeah. thought it was a corn when you first pulled it out, and I was like, no, yeah. something's, something's wrong about that. They're really neat, and they have a little bit of iridescence to them, and I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to pick yeah, up we, on we, the Yeah, we ain't brother. seeing that from here. <laughs> Am I still pixelated? A little bit. Not pixelated, just choppy. But it's cool. I am. I'm actually. Uh, I've been. I've been co-happing them, and they're doing great. Uh, both of them are eating real easy. Uh, they, they. They're keeping that calm demeanor. They're not kind of acting stressed out. Put them in a big enclosure. Uh, they're one of my biggest enclosures I have. Uh, so I. So I've got those paired up. Kind of. Don't tell Jake. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm going to get any any more babies. It took a long time to get some. Here, here's here's kind of the opposite of that. A six and a half foot northern. <laughs> there you go. There's a pretty snake. Tank. Oh, 
I want some Northerns and I want some uh, Kanks, but Damon, I ain't got the space for him, man. Yeah. Travis Johnson just... had some really nice Kank keys, as far as I remember. I love how calm these guys are. I love the Kanky keys. I like the yeah, Kanky too. Killer. Oh, shit. I don't even know why I have the two Southerns I do, because they're both males. I don't got no plans for them. The bigger one I enjoy, the other one I'm probably going to give my dad. They're cool, man. Southerns are great. I wish the Louisianas were legal to keep here. Yeah. We were actually talking about that earlier. You can keep them. Uh, you're just not allowed to breed them and get rid of them, essentially. You're not allowed to do anything with them. They can exist. Yeah. They, they can, can exist. exist in your collection. Uh you could talk to Megan at Fish and Wildlife. She's in Austin, and she's not the nicest person on the planet. But uh, you can get a license to keep and bring them. But I don't. I, don't I, I I applied and I was rejected. So. Well, darn. Yeah, I would love to have some some Louisiana pines. Ruth and I are amazing. Now, what do you have, Eric? Pomilus. Oh, that's the smallest species of Pitiophis. Oh, uh, they're like little garter snakes. Look how tiny it is. I have is to that it. is that full grown? Yeah, he bred them this year. He's got eggs. Oh my he's, goodness, he's that's adorable. My, my eggs, they're little tiny pitchophis. It's it's, 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 a, it's a catenifer. It's a it's a gopher species. I need something like this because I love the pits, but they're so big, and I just don't have the room for a lot of big pits. You need Jana. Mm. I was to say, if you don't mind wild, I might find some some more Pacifics this year too. Pacifics are cool. Yeah. The Pomilus are neat. They're a little they're a little jumpier. His is kind of looks like it's acting pretty well, uh, but they're really good at musking and freaking out like a garter snake. Okay, then maybe I don't want that. You need Janai. Janai are just so easy. They're so fun. Yeah, I like Janais. They're so good. Jake, species. I did see that that one that you sent me that I gave to Jake. I saw that one recently, and that thing looks good. That's a good looking snake. Jan are great. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's it's getting close to bedtime. It's hot in here still. I'm sweating. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night for snakes and stogies. Nice. Um, yeah. This time tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern. This episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out, Facebook, Instagram. Use the code THN at checkout. Save yourself a little bit of money. Get yourself something nice. Do rack size dropping very soon. Uh, SilentHillReptiles.com. Silent Hill Reptiles on Facebook and Instagram as well. Check out their for sale page. JT's going to have a lot to get rid of here soon. Uh, and then FulviusApparel.com. Buy yourself a shirt. Look good. A hat. Get a hat. Get a hat. Still got to fix that. That might be on the docket for things to do tomorrow. And uh, yeah, follow Alex at Keystone Corns. Follow Holly at Canterbury Corns. Follow Chris at Badlands for Petaculture. Or you can email him at geckodaddy696969 at hotmail.com. Uh, follow Liz at Burning Ember Reptiles. Follow Eric at ECW Reptiles. Follow Joe Rosa at Open Hostility. Uh, all of the following on Instagram. We will see everybody later. Bye. <laughs> Bye.